Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. I'm Dave. I'm here with the main man, Rich. Rich, it's episode 328. How are you? Very good, buddy. Very yeah. good. Well, you're coming in nice and loud for the listeners at home with that sultry bedroom voice you've got, Rich. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got the nasal wine, which we all enjoy. It cuts around corners and finds people. But you've got the nice deep voice. Now... Signal Doom, if you don't know, is a comic book and comic book movie and pop culture podcast. Um, we seek to take over the world from the swamp. I believe we're starting to succeed. Um, had some big shows coming up, actually. Um, Chuck Dixon on next week. I have some really good questions for Chuck. My own, plus um, plenty of people have chimed in. I want to thank everyone. Um, we'll seek to get through all the questions. Um, Chuck's always so generous with his time. I think mm. we will. Um if you have anything you want to ask Chuck, um, you know, pitch it to me and, uh, you know, send it to me. Um, don't not pitch it, like just fucking message it to me on Facebook is the easiest way. Either my personal Facebook or Signal of Doom, um, either way. And as I said, we've, we've got some really good questions. And I've got some as well that I've got tucked away. Uh, a few Batman questions, Batman-centric questions. Rich, does it surprise oh, you? Some, some G.I. What? Joe stuff, yeah. And as well, we're going to talk... I won't... I won't, I won't um, to be fair, I don't think Chuck gets too many uh, Batman questions, so it's good that you've got a few. I reckon he gets heaps. Are you kidding? Batman. You know, you are, can I be honest with you? You are really bad at picking up uh, oh, I was like, really? I would have thought he got lots. You, one, of your, one of your flaws, Dave, not oh, many, wow. but one of your flaws wow. is you are terrible at picking up sarcasm. I oh, am. Yeah. Actually, that's true. Um, yes. But, yeah, I was like, wow, I would have thought he would have got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you've almost got this, you've almost got this like naivete to you when it comes to I was sarcasm. Like, I was like, how much longer do you have to write Batman to get some questions? You got to, have you got to do like fifty years? <laughs> um, yeah, but we've got some 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 good questions, and we're going to mention a lot of. He's got some really exciting stuff that he's doing, working on right now that's coming out, which um, I will let Chuck talk about um, when he comes on next week. So that's happening. Uh, Tom DeFalco isn't too far away as well. Um, after the Chuck Dixon interview, I'll start compiling stuff um, for Tom DeFalco, and I think uh, we're targeting October. Um, lock that in, late October. Um, and John McRae. So they're, they're the three that are, you know, in the pipeline, in the hopper for the next uh, month or two. Um, I do want to mention um, the Patreon. Thank you to all our Patreons. Um you know, it helps. It helps. It helps a lot, actually, because it, it helps the show running costs. Uh, I think I'm about to, um, about to, uh, you know, renew the subscription uh, for another year. So, look, anything uh, helps because there's, there's all sorts of costs. Like that, you know, anything helps. So, if you can support the show, a dollar, a couple of bucks uh, per month. I mean, it all helps. It all goes towards show running costs. Um, obviously, you know, people think I'm a very, very rich man. Uh, I'm rich in knowledge. I have some money, but I could always do with more, frankly. You know, we all could. Um, I don't want to have to be turning tricks in the street, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I, I, you I really you love that sort of life, Dave. Uh, yeah, but I'm more of a consumer rather than a... 
<laughs> Supplier. Um, yeah, but anyway. Maybe you should get a taste of it so you can have appreciation for it. Taste, taste of the life. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's it's the Boulevard. I'm trying to think of that Jackson Brown song. Um, the Bull- you know, Do you know the Jackson Brown song, Boulevard? Boulevard. I can't think of any words other than Boulevard right now. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't ring It's those. a good song, man. It, it comes off his early 80s album, Hold Out. Went to number one in the charts in about 81, man. Um, long time to be coasting on those hits, you know? <laughs> well, let's be honest. I mean, there's... there's I, I kind of feel like, in a way, like, do you think that there was more kind of one-hit wonders back in the day than there is today? Definitely. Yes. In the 70s and stuff and 60s, yes. Yeah. For sure. Like, I feel like everyone was just kind of looking for good music then. And yeah. if you had a good song, it, it would make it. And yeah, you might not have another good song. But I feel like today, every studio label kind of wants to make the next star, and so they are hell bent on like oh, they pumping take, out as they much hang music. around. Yeah, no, I, some of them I wish were one hit wonders. I don't pay a lot of attention to the modern music scene uh, at, at all. Um, no, but back in the sixties and seventies. Oh, there was tons of one hit wonders. There was plenty of solid artists. I mean, Jackson Brown was one. Uh, that, that stood the test of time, um, but there was plenty into the eighties. One hit wonders, but sixties and seventies, yeah, tons of tons of people had one hit that they rode for a while. Um, and that's not to say the industry's not brutal now. It's it's massively brutal. Um, but mm. I think now, in my opinion, there's a lot of pop acts that just hang around longer, you know, and produce content for their fans and. They they seem to um, exist for longer than I think some of those guys in the in and girls in the sixties and seventies did, who may have had one hit and then faded away a couple of years later. Now it feels more like, regardless of how good or bad the content is, it just gets pumped out. Mm. Just just in my assessment, I don't know. The music industry has changed a lot since that period. It's changed changed a lot in the last twenty years, really. If you think about it, music. Industry from 2000 to 2023 is radically different, you know? Mm. Like the actual industry of it, um, and probably not for the better, uh, really, in terms of the artists. Now, we had some sad news to report, Rich. Hugh Jackman, obviously the patron saint of Signal of Doom, has separated from his wife uh, to basically shock around the world. Um, We've always said we want you on the show. If we get him on the show, there'll be no relationship questions. Richard, surprise you though, the, the separation? Um, probably not. I mean, people really? have always speculated because of the. I don't know. People have always speculated about their relationship over the years. Sure. Well, you know. Well, I mean, let's face it. People get divorced, and and you know it happens. It's in life. Like you know, I don't want to. There's no good guy, good guy, bad guy here. It, it it can just happen, you know, various reasons. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit weird that just before this, he 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 put out like a um, like a, a message or a fake or a tweet or something like that, saying like, "Oh, I'm so in love," sure. <laughs> kind of, you know. And then like a week later, there's a divorce. I mean, that's a bit weird. Yeah, but probably trying to, you know, hang on to something. No, I know. Like I'm it. just saying that it's probably not like great timing. <laughs> Well, anyway, I was sad to hear it. You know, we're always sad to hear it. But, you know, we wish both of them the best. I mean, I also want to say, like, two fantastic Australians. You know what I mean? Like, who have done a lot for Australians in the arts and stuff. So we wish them all the best. And, you know, it's a sad chapter, but 
unfortunately in life this happens and you have to move on. Um, uh, some of the speculation is just absolutely absurd. Some of the some of the staff people. I only want to mention it here because I want to genuinely say we are sad to see it happen, but at the same time we understand this kind of stuff happens. Some of the speculation is just crazy. Like people just make shit up. You know what I mean? Like they they do the what can I say? It's kind of like they just throw stuff at a dartboard and they just like hopefully they hit on something. They'll they'll just name every theory under mm-hmm. the sun. You know. And well, I'll put it this way. I'm pretty sure this is going to reignite the um, the gay rumours. Oh, it has. Yeah, it has. But I mean, I, mean, I, I, said, I haven't been following, but I, I would assume I was like, because I know that for a while hmm. there, were, there was all that speculation and stuff. Does anyone really that, care? Like, like, like no, no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, Jesus Christ, I couldn't give a fuck. But I'm just <laughs> saying, I think the fact that they get a divorce, I think it's going to, or as you said, it's already respawned. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I saw that. But, but that's always there. But like the obsession with that as well, it's almost like, does it even... Like, in but, what uh, way well, would it change problem, anyone's Dave, life? There's a, lot, you know? there's a lot more people like you in the world that just love a scandal. <laughs> they love <laughs> true, that sort of shit. So, true, true, true. you know, you can say that because you like the, you know, you like the guy. He's one of your favorite people. But sure. there's more people like you in the world that just, they love a good scandal, man. Yeah, I know. The juicy gossip and stuff. Like, yeah. I get you it. Know, you yeah. love it. You can't, you can't deny. Like, no, I do. You're but a fan. It, but let's face it, as far as I'm concerned, Hugh Jackman can do no wrong. Um, but, that's my point. But you've got a bit of that sort of bias. No, no, no. You, but I mean, the whole like thing about was he gay or not? Like, I was kind of like, are we? Is this the nineteen eighties? Because that makes you know, but it makes juicy gossip, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. look, you got to remember, okay, everyone always wondered about the relationship because he, she was older, sure, and they met on on the set, and he was a very young actor. Yes. Like, kind of new. You know, uh, I know he got into acting a bit later, but he was still new in the business, younger than her. Sure. A lot of people speculated, you know, or, you know, older woman, you know, taking advantage of a younger guy, whatever, you know, is he using <laughs> her as a beard, all that sort of shit. So their relationship has always been, yeah. like, you know, it has. Um, I, I, there's always talk, been. So. What do you say? Especially in Australia, I think there's always been, because um, of the focus on him. You know, I think that's yeah. always been a factor. And, and you've got to remember, I mean, at that time as well, it, it was different to now. I think, uh, you know, even in his, when he was acting, while there wasn't anything wrong to being gay, I don't think there were that many successful gay actors. True. So a lot of people thought that because of the True. age difference yeah. that he was using her to, yeah. you know, uh, shield himself. I don't think so. But mm. at the end of the day, it's all juicy goss, isn't it, man? It's all... I guess it's all... You know, because that would make you... That would make a, fantastic story <laughs> do you know what i mean like mm. that's what they want mm. you know they, they don't care either way they just want to they just want a juicy story to i i think as well um if i'm you know i i like when he, he the fact he's a song and dance band you know what i mean like you know he did boy from oz oh, well, he did always been the thing yeah. and, and and it's a thing for a reason because let's be honest it's not every guy but there is a lot of gay um sure. theater Sure. And actors and all that, and that's why people also that that didn't help with. The, I guess, yeah, but rega- regardless, I, I I honestly couldn't care less. <laughs> like, oh, okay. But Listen, uh, but if, if he came out, he came out. If he doesn't, if, if he's not, then he's he, not. Like yeah, it doesn't change if, who he is. If he came out tomorrow, like honestly, my reaction, no, there would be no like I'm at I'm at fan base. I would say eleven out of ten. I'd stay at eleven out of ten. It wouldn't worry me. Yeah. I could understand some more conservative conservative elements particularly in the US there might be a little bit of um, friction but I, I honestly don't think that much you know I don't think there'd be that much no, no. I, I really don't I, I, I really I, that's what I'm saying I, I don't think it would be anything 
substantial. Um, by the same token, I'm mostly focused on Deadpool three, if I can be brutally honest. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. And you that's know, your priority. And you know what? Like this chapter's over. Um, I think the press has been actually, I think, quite restrained. Uh, you know, considering it's the press, you know, like press can be pretty savage. I, I think he's always had a bit of a sweetheart deal with the press. Um, and yeah, so look, I, I think it puts his name out there again. I think Deadpool 3 is still standing to potentially be well, a bit of a I'll just movie. be honest, you talk about the, you know, people, you know, well, what does it matter if it's gay? I think there's people that want him to be gay as well. Oh, like, yeah, of course. I, I think there's a chat because I think people just, they want him to be gay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, of course, there's a big gay audience who would love it. Exactly. Of so, yeah. you know, it's, I, I don't think actually the whole like, oh, is he gay is like people like, oh, is he gay, frowny, frowny. It's more like, sure. please let him be gay. <laughs> well, there's a bit of fantasy casting, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually think he's done it pretty wisely because I don't think he really cares. He has never really sort of... Um, he, you know, he's. I, I've seen quotes from him where he's like, "Well, if people want to think that, let them." Like, I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to worry him at least publicly. You know. Mm. Um. So it's it's kind of been kind of cool in that way. And even if it does, I don't think he's going to give him the satisfaction of. No. 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 He's not. He's letting it show he's anyway. Not that, he's not that kind of guy. But I don't know. I'm just excited. Like, honestly, the more we talk about it, the less I'm focused on the fucking marriage that I don't really care about, <laughs> and more thinking about Deadpool three. <laughs> I'm also thinking. Selfishly, if he is either solo or more likely in a you know different relationship, I think that's quite likely. Um, potentially something more short term. Would he be more inclined, Rich? You know, divorce and stuff. That nothing's cheap. Take the payday and more Wolverine. I, I don't mean to be cynical, but I, would you think that that is potential for that? No, there's always potential. Well, I mean, cash on the table. Like, I'm sure it'll be a reasonably amicable settlement, but she still will walk away with a fair chunk of change. Um, You know, they offer him. I mean, honestly, when they married, he was a he wasn't a big star, so they may have signed a prenup that protected her. Like, and so therefore, maybe she doesn't get access to his stuff. I don't know. Like, or access to a lot of his stuff. We don't know. That's the thing. We don't. No idea what sort of. Well, I'm not afraid to speculate. Uh, I'm not afraid to speculate here. I mean, let's call in the divorce attorneys. You know, let's 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 go over the papers. I've always said. Uh, I remember actually. But, I mean, don't forget in Australia, she was the biggest star than him at the at that yeah, point. Yeah, at the their... time, that was a long time ago, Rich. But, but that's when they were married. Is my point. Like, okay. who yeah. knows what sort of if any prenup they signed at that point? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe who knows? I don't know. But but let's assume. Let, let, for the sake of argument, let's say it's if it's a California fifty-fifty settlement. Let's just let's just say let's let's assume that. Um, that means, and he's worth a lot of money, um, hmm. and he's got a Wait lot. A of, it, does it matter in what country you were married, though? Well, does if it's it only a, matter if, where if, you get divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it matters. Uh, I think it matters if he's a U.S. Is he a U.S. citizen living I over don't there? Think I don't so. Know. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I think it, I think what, where you get divorced and where, where the divorce hearing is held is the laws under which it's given. Yeah, they may do it in Australia, though. They may, Rich. Uh, in which case, it still could be 50-50 as well. Sure. Like, that's the thing. Like, Australian laws, 50-50. Like, they've been married for, what, 25 years, if not more? You know, they've been married for yeah. maybe closer to 30. So they've been married a long time. So 
let's just assume, for the sake of my argument, let's assume it's 50-50. Let's assume that he's got a lot of property, he's got cash assets, but he's probably got more property assets and investments. You know, let's say he's got 50 to... Well, if he's smart, he's got more investments than money, yes. Well, he's, we know he's got a lot of property. Let's say he's got 50 to 100 million in cash, if not more. But let's say he's got probably 100 to 200 million in, a, in, I would say, real estate, something like that. I don't think that would be unlikely. He's got that coffee business. He's got plenty. So what I'm saying is either you'd sell some properties or give her some properties plus a cash settlement. He's going to want some easy money. Which mm. big paydays, which for him is Wolverine, which makes me think that on top of Deadpool three, there might potentially be Wolverine Secret Wars. You know, big money, you know, big payday, pays off the divorce, beautiful. You know, I, I, I actually, I think I'm making a lot of sense right now because that's his biggest earner. You know, if you think about it, Greatest Showman was his other biggest one, but Wolverine yeah. is the consistent banker. You know. But, I mean, yeah, look, I guess it depends. I mean, let's be honest. He's only doing this because him and uh, Iron are such good. Yeah, but he was of, also uh, paid fucking money for a rich. Like, no, I understand that. I, I, Dave, but sometimes people can also just be done with something, no matter, like, what you feel about it. Like, I, he might be like, listen, yeah. listen, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm going to do this. You know, give me the, give me the money. I'm going to do this one last fucking time. Yeah. Right, because it's going to help you. But I'm really done with this character. Like, I've got other things I want to pursue, other movies I want to make. Sure. Like, th that's the thing. We, but, but, I'm but I'm speculating. Yeah, because that... the thing is, it's different for you because you, it's all about the money. Yeah. For you, it's all about money, 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 money. But for other people, it's not necessarily what. I mean, he's got money. As what you else? said, he yeah. owns property, he's got whatever. He's not hurting for cash. Yeah. And if, if what you say is going to be an amicable one, then he's also still not going to be hurting for cash. He might want to pursue other things and not be known for just the Wolverine guy. Okay. You know, I hear maybe what you're he saying. Wants to get more under his belt. Like, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not saying that is, I'm saying it can go either way. I'd like to see him in, like, seriously. You know, I'm just getting your hopes up because you want. <laughs> well, I'm speculating, man. I'm speculating, dude. Everyone's... I don't know if you're speculating as more as you are, like, <laughs> praying. <laughs> well, everyone's fucking worried about the fucking marriage. I'm seeing the sunny side of the equation where I'm thinking it's freeing him up. You know what I'm saying? He could go the, like <laughs> he could go the other way. Okay, he could go this is the way I don't want him to go, but he could go. He could say, "Okay, let's assume financially, although he takes a hit, he's still fine. Let's let's assume finances aren't even a fucking concern." So he, you know, that's not a problem. He could think to himself, okay, I'm 50-something, you know, I'm still in good shape, still look good. Um, I've, I've always, he's always been a bit of a, he takes his acting, I would say, reasonably seriously. Like, he likes his acting. He could do more personal projects, i.e. sort of more arty shit, which, well, I shouldn't say arty shit, but, you know, the kind of stuff that's not big box office and do more of that stuff, which I don't think he's done a ton of. I know he's done a little bit of that, but mm -hmm. maybe that's the other way he goes. Yeah, there's only two ways as an actor of his caliber. You either take the big box office stuff, which he's done plenty of, or he takes some more personal projects. Mm -hmm. um, well, look, I, I, can I be honest with you? I think, um, I'll be honest with you, I think Nicolas Cage, since he got out of his debts and all that, mm. I think he's living the dream. I mean, I just saw a trailer for his new movie, mm. Shit. 
what's it called? It's the one where he's playing a guy that's literally like he's he's got that balding, you know, he's only got the side hair. Yeah. And I think he's like a professor, but everyone is dreaming about him. Yeah. Right. He's 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 appearing in everyone's dreams. And I watched the trailer and I'm not joking, it looks like Nick Nicholas Cage is having the time of his life. Yeah, well, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because right now I feel like he's been able to choose yes. the movies that he wants to be in. And I think, honestly, I think that's what Hugh would want to do as well. I yeah. think Hugh, being a theatre guy, he wants to be challenged. He wants to take on new roles. He wants yes. to take on different roles. I don't think he just wants to do the Wolverine thing. Not saying that he wouldn't come back every now and again. Sure. If the thing was right, but I think he's more, yeah, no, he's that guy looking for the next interesting, challenging part that, that yeah. that's going to give him satisfaction. That, that, that's that my yeah, opinion of the guy. Me. That wouldn't surprise me. I actually think he's, in his career, um, been pretty good at picking reasonably good movies. I know not every movie, but I think in movies like Prisoners... Um, Les Miserables, um, there's another one, Real Steel. Like, not all of them are huge hits, but I actually yeah, think... I really enjoyed Real Steel, by the way. I, I love Real Steel, Rich. I, I saw Real Steel twice at the cinemas, maybe once with you and once with Dion, but I love that movie. Um, no, I, I... Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And you know what? He's he's a likeable... He, he's a likeable actor. You know how some actors, they might be great actors, but they're not likeable... Hugh Jackman is a likable actor. He's the kind of guy oh, yeah. that, you, that I think... a likable actor. I think he's just a likable guy. Well, yes, but it comes across in his on-stage persona as well. So I just... Yeah, th- that could happen. Oh, look, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I do want to see Deadpool 3, and I at least want to see Secret Wars. If I can get those two, I will die fucking happy. You know, I'll be like, on my deathbed, I'll be like, at least Hugh Jackman did well, uh, Deadpool 3 and Wolverine Secret Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I'll be honest My with you. I, I know you would. I don't see Marvel doing that. Like, I think they will want to introduce a new Wolverine that's sure. going to take over. Like, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Well, yeah, that yes. Well, who knows? I think a lot will depend on obviously Hugh Jackman, but also on how Deadpool three goes. If Deadpool three is a massive, massive hit that I'm predicting, I think everything's on the table. I really do. I, I if it ever comes out. It'll come, it, dude, it'll come out. Like, this strike won't last forever. No, seriously, it won't. Like, it'll, you know, patience. It's patience, man. This strike can't last forever. It probably won't run. Let's put a predictor on the strike. Oh, we'll do this on the signal now. We're, I have no inside knowledge of this whole thing. I have no idea. I reckon eight weeks, I think it'll be done. As in people who are back at work. What do you think, Rich? Oh fuck yeah! I, that's a long time, so I probably agree. Yeah, definitely. Could uh, honestly, I could even see it going slightly longer than that. The strike. Yeah, I, I could probably see this going on for at least another three months. Well, give us a number, Rich. So twelve weeks. It's a, it's yeah, a bet we've got. Here. This is a bet. This is a bet. Okay, twelve weeks. All right, fine. Okay, good. We've, I was I was like, you're doing this kind of what if? Like I'm on the fence. I'm like, just give us a number, Rich. Well, here's, can I be honest with you? Uh, I I've been reading a bit and listening to some stuff and all that. I actually think uh, the studios um, kind of want this. Yeah. Um, this is allowing them to actually cancel and get rid of shows that mm. they may have been too scared to do without looking like they're racist or homophobic or whatever. Sure. Those, those those shows that are not performing, they can claim, well, we had to cancel it because of the strike. Oh, definitely. They'll, yeah. You know? So I don't think they are in a massive – because they've got some stuff that was made before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they've got stuff in the in the libraries and stuff that they can 
they can um, uh, squeeze sell out. to Netflix yeah. and, and all that sort of shit, you know, to give, you know. So I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think the studios are are necessarily wanting this to, to go over too soon. I, I reckon they, they are using this as a, as a way to move some money around, cancel some shows. Sure. Oh, there's um, definitely rearrange things and all that. So I can see them trying to stall it for as long as possible. And and as well, um, their whole thing is they've definitely got deeper pockets than the vast majority of oh, the, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. actors. Oh, much yeah. deeper. Yeah, that, and that's and that's the thing. Like that is why the strike needs to be so total because mm. it's just like if it's not, it, it just it just falls apart. It's like a de- leaky dam. Um, it, mm. So yeah, no, I, I I'm 100% behind the people on strike, and I'm kind of glad I'm not in that position myself because it would be hard if you know you, you feel for people who you really have no power. Your power is the block of the whole strike, but outside of that, yeah. the negotiations. You know, there are reports though in recent days that some negotiations are happening. Now, this is it's not even second-hand, it's third-hand, fourth-hand reports, but there is some at least tentative progress being made, you know? But but can I also say, like, but at the same time, I kind of feel like, um, so, uh, again, what I love about stuff is I love learning mm. about things. Um, when things ancient happen, Rome? You know? Ancient I, Rome? Yeah, we all we all think about ancient Rome. Don't we? I do a lot. But if you think about this, right? Hollywood was created to basically get away from the establishment, right? It's it's why it's in California. It, it literally went to the middle of nowhere, right? And they started Hollywood there to make their own movies, do what they want, kind of thing, and all that, right? Basically independent, right? Mm. And obviously, it's built up to this massive empire now. It's Hollywood, and you know all that sort of shit. And because I've been watching a bit of um, Andromeda, um, uh, I was like, "What? What does? What does Kevin Sorbo done? You know what I mean? Like I, a I lot really of directed DVD and a lot of Christian stuff. I think. I correct, but I, I was listening to them stuff. It says now he he claims to have been um, kind of like some of the writers and all that in comic books. Now he basically he said, "Look, I basically got blacklisted. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, I was I was very conservative. It's very Christian." My manager, my agent, they all dropped me. They said, we can't work with you anymore, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Hollywood basically turns back. Now, he could be, like, just going around whining and whining about it, mm. but he actually started his own company called, what's it called? Sobra Productions or something? Yeah. And all these movies that he's been starring in and, and stuff, it's all stuff he's done himself. Like, whether acting, directing. It's to the evangelicals, man. It's to the hardline Christians. Like, there's a whole... No, it's not. There. It's not, Dave. Yeah. Some of it is, but some of it, like, he's got... There's a new movie he was pushing that's coming out soon. Um, it's just based on a true story about these guys that went around scamming people with oil um, uh, ownership until they accidentally struck oil. Sure. Um, and, you know, then they got arrested. and, and so, Like, that's not a... Is that an evangelical movie? Well, like, no, he, he has just... a he has a faith based. I mean, yeah, sure. look, a faith based audience. That he must. That? Hollywood no, used nothing, to make movies no, about. I'm not criticizing you. Know, I'm, I'm not criticizing. What I'm saying yeah. is, yeah, this is a great opportunity for people to maybe go do their own thing. Like you know, sometimes yeah. it's good to burn something down to the ground. 
Yeah. And but, strike again. But do we really think that that's, like, we're not going to, the studio system My is going to survive. That's the only way that you can, you can have legitimate change. Like, if the studios are not going to come to the table, mm. right, and if they're going to continue to just be like, we're going to reap all the money, we're not going to sure. care about your stuff, then, then yes, maybe you should just go, well, then we're going to make our own um, studio, you know, our own, our counter uh, studio to us, and we're going to go make these movies that, you know, we do want. And guess what? Most of these places, and it's not just him, I've had a look into it, there's lots of independent stuff who just, you know, get back yeah. and get money, make those lower-budget movies that Hollywood used to make. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. has just almost disappeared. And just do that. And I and it seems like you can have success in it. Like, you don't... You know what I mean? It's it's like that thing, like, where everyone thought, no, you have to go Marvel or DC. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then Image, people slowly started building their own... No, I, uh, I hear uh, what you're saying. You don't yeah. always need the, the big companies. Is it scary to do that? Yes. But Jesus, I mean, it's the only way to to take power away from them. Well, I think and maybe then make them come to the table. I hear what you're saying, and I actually agree totally. I'm not saying this for everyone, yeah. But maybe some 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 brave people well, could do that, I and mean, that could help. You know what broke the studio system in the '60s was Easy Rider, where they did that. That was yeah. that was the movie. Like seriously, that was the movie that made people stand up and they did it outside the studio system on a relatively, you know, minuscule budget. It made an, a massive return on investment. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, look at that. It wasn't through yeah. any major studio. Now. And by the way, to, today, crowdfunding is easier than it's it ever is, been. But I, I mean, it is. But the realist in me also says there's a couple of things. One, the sheer expense okay, is, it's huge. Now, I'm not saying, yes, your Kevin Sorbo's did it very successfully. Yes, that's true. But Kevin Sorbo, to me, was very popular for a brief period, very, like, mainstream popular, and very popular because he, you know, he wisely knows where his market is. So when he did, he did get blacklisted. Um, he, he tapped into it, and he's kept his career alive outside of the mainstream, but, you know, he's doing just fine. Yeah. No, again, I'm not saying do what he did, but I'm saying maybe use as an example to say, hey, let's find another way. Let's not just be dependent. Yes, I hear on you. These, but, on these studios. But like the great, like, I hear what you're saying, and I, you make good, a good point, but the studio system isn't going anywhere. You know, and the, the whole flux of everything with the streaming and everything like that and the residuals. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think it, it is dying. I mean, there's there's talk now where people have asked, um, what's his name, Iger, and he hasn't given the proper answer if they're looking to sell and there's speculation that they want Apple to buy them and all that. Like, I don't, you say it's, it's yeah. Mate, I think they are whittling. I think they are putting up yeah, but, a but, face but, trying but to if, make like they're still they, in if, power. If Apple did buy Disney, let's, just, let's f- say that for a second, they'd still be making movies. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. It'd still be movies coming out. Like, yes, okay, but my point I'm trying to make is that if you need someone to buy you, then clearly you're not doing... Eh. Things are not going your way, sure. which means that it could fall down, right? Yeah. Let's say Apple doesn't want to buy you. Well, now you're just bleeding money, and you, you fucking got to sell off your shit and whatever. It just, just because it's there doesn't mean it'll never... No, hey, I'm sure everyone thought Rome wouldn't fall. You know what I mean? Or this empire wouldn't fall. This empire would stand the test. That shit falls all the time, man. Even when you you think it'll last forever. Yeah, but Disney have been pretty good over the years at reinventing themselves, and they're making. I, I look. 
I know. But I, again, doesn't mean you can do it all the time. I don't, doesn't mean that you're going to do it all the time. I understand what you're saying. But it's not just Disney. What I'm trying to, the point I was trying to get to was there is a, a whole structure of, of payments and royalties and everything like that that's actually what's really at stake. So it's not, I hear what you're saying, but it's not necessarily about burning something down. It's about trying to get better deals within a changing system. Yeah, but again, you, you, you will win a battle today and then they will figure out a way to screw you again. Yes. And then you're just going to be in well, exactly the same they, spot. They, 100%. Oh, yeah, they won't solve all their problems with this strike. But I'm just trying to make the point that it's kind of like you have to, at times, deal with what you have in front of you. Like, I hear what you're saying, and you're making a good oh. point. But you, you know what? There's another little thing I learned because I've just been uh, looking up stuff. Do you know, do that, you know the term creative accounting? Yeah. That was coined by Hollywood accountants. 100%, because they, they, they screw people all the time. That's where that The existence of that came from them. It's, it's the same people who say that movies like Batman 89 and Coming to America have never turned a profit because yeah. it's Hollywood accounting. That's my yeah. point. Like, I, look, I know you're going to go and struggle with it, but you, as I said, you may win something. You may get yeah. something of what you want now, but all they will do is figure out a way move the to take posts. it away from you or screw you out of it again. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll move the goalposts. Exactly. So, like, I, I heard a good thing. It was on um, John Suntress, and, and frankly, it was with Bendis, who, as a writer, I have completely lost interest in, but he at times still makes some interesting points. Anyway, the point was in the 2008 strikes which was the last major strike, I think it was 2008, um, a lot of that was over DVD royalties. Um, well, of course, that is now m- mostly transitioned to streaming royalties. And a lot of the time, as you say, the battles they, if not win, get partial victories on, the goalposts get moved because the industry is in a state of flux. That's the other thing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of changes that have happened. We were just talking about music. The music industry has so radically changed from 20. 20- 2000 to 2023 and i would say with the advent of streamers things have changed radically in the last 10 years in terms of payments and residuals and all sorts of stuff so you know i i can see why why we've come to this loggerhead um and yeah it's it's just it's the strike that has to happen as far as i'm concerned like because it i get your point but it's a fantasy as well that that will ever be the main way of doing things. Um, at no, no, at no, 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 I didn't say there was a main way. I said creating something counter to them that sure. will take shit away from them that will bring them to the table. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like in the 70s, like those things that we mentioned, like the Easy Rider and stuff and, and some of the movies that were made on small budgets uh, outside the studio system, um, what they essentially do is just slightly shift the paradigm in the end. That's what happens. The, you know, the effect of their change is it slightly adjusts the conditions for, for, for the deals overall. That's basically what happens because the the system can absorb these shocks. Um, and, right, look, this is my opinion, but I'm backed up, I feel, by, you know, the, the, the whole model. Also, also, I will say this, when, you know, since what, mid... 2000s, whatever you call that, like 2005-ish, into 2008, into 2009, we have seen the dominance now, the real dominance of the big-budget blockbuster at the expense of even other big-budget blockbusters. Forget about um, rom-coms. Forget even about most comedies. Like, 
you know, the, it's changed a lot. Like in the 90s, there were plenty of blockbusters, but there was also a pretty healthy rom-com and comedy market in terms of cinema. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of that has – Oxygen okay. has gone on to TV there. Well, again, and and you, you talk about like that, you know, Christian faith-based stuff. Like you remember when they used to make things like Journey Home? Vaguely, yeah. You know, but again, the dogs and the yeah. Hollywood doesn't make those movies anymore. True, but, well, they you know did. I mean? you know, they did make one, uh, the Dog's Purpose, which I think did come from a faith-based company. Yeah, of course. And and, and again, I'm not going to say that there is going to be an outlier. But yeah. what I'm saying is that that used to be common. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the, what I yeah, mean? The models like, change. Hollywood massively. just yeah. doesn't seem to want to make like just um, cheaper family orientated movies anymore. Do you know what I mean? Well, they just, make a lot of them like for TV action now. Or... They make them for TV now, Rich. That's where they all go. They go on the Hallmark Channel or somewhere like there. That's that's where all that stuff goes. You know? Yeah, and again, and that's sad. I mean, I'm sorry, but that is that is legitimately sad that, like, you know, that these movies... But there's just, a part like, of me that get... thinks, is it that sad? Like, there is still a market I for it. I think it is. Like, you know, if, you, if, you got, if you're a family and you're looking to take your kids to the movies or something, and not just a cartoon... Sure. You know, not just the latest fucking animated whatever. You want to take them to a family movie, a live action. There's not much for you to, to choose. Like, sure. But there used to be. Yeah. The Sandlot, you know, mm. the, uh, all, all that sort of stuff. Like, there were genuine yeah. PG family movies you could you could regularly take your, your kids to. That aren't comic book but, movies, which is what it is now. You know, that's yeah. what. Yeah, that's what they. Um, oh, by I the way. I, I think Hollywood has changed and is definitely not for the better. Like, oh, I agree. I 100% agree. I'm someone who wanted what we got, and we got it, and it was really good for a while, and now I feel like, although I love it, I do it's think... Like, it's, that, it's like that monkey paws. Well, it's almost like, like eating too much McDonald's. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, McDonald's is great. I, You know, once in a while, you, you, you sort of forget what you didn't like about it. You're like, oh, yeah, it's fun. But you try that five nights in a row. You're gonna, you're gonna struggle. Like most people, there'll be some fucking crazy lunatic out there who thinks that's great. But most people struggle. That's the problem. And, and frankly, when in the nineties and two thousands, when I was when I was reading, uh, you know, a lot of comics, especially a lot of DC, Batman, and a bit of Superman, and this and that, I always was like, man, this is cheesy good fun. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the time, I know there's some more serious works, but a lot of, but it's like. That wasn't the only thing I was consuming. It might have been fifty mm. percent. It might have been a decent percentage, but I had other sides and and other diets and and all sorts of other stuff. Like you know, and it's people say superhero fatigue. Well, it's also because they've pumped us of just that kind of thing. It's like when um I was chatting to someone the other day uh, when Indiana Jones came out along with Barbie and Mission Impossible, that was stupid timing on behalf of, you know, Indiana Jones and Mission, Impo- and Mission Impossible because they're both decent movies. And really, I think... I, but to be fair, I think they all underestimated Barbie, though. They No, they did. They did. And Barbie just dominated them, ate up all the oxygen. You come to a month like now, it's dead. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Those mm-hmm. movies would have triumphed, like... That's the thing, like, but that's what Marvel movies were doing for so long. You know, they were just like, no matter what they were up against, they're just chomping up. And we all know the cinema's experience is a lot more expensive than it was, like, relatively. It hasn't kept, you know, it's 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 crazy. Okay, so I can understand taking a family, if you've got, say you've got two kids, 
you know, and you want to take the family to go see a movie, I mean, you're not, most people, most people aren't going to be like week after week taking the whole family. You know, it's just too expensive because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, most, most families, like the general family, like, so it, that's the other factor. They've increased the, the actual, without really increasing the value of the experience. Like, I don't actually think going to movies is, that more amazing than it ever was. Like it's maybe a bit better, but not that much better. No, I agree. But again, yeah. I wasn't looking at it from from you and me. I yeah. was looking like again, you got kids, you're a family. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You know, but you, 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 you like, there's nothing to really take them to. Yeah, exactly. You you toss it all around. Like there's a lot of reasons uh, why the industry's in trouble. But I did feel that month with the programming. I th- I was thinking that prior to going in, I was thinking Barbie. Which I thought was going to be a huge hit. Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. I go, yeah, that's a lot of like big ticket items mm-hmm. in what I feel is a tight market. And when Barbie just colossally triumphed over all of them, I was like, well, one of them was always going to do that. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the most obvious one did, but regardless, one of them was going to do it. And I don't know. That's the other factor. So yeah uh, by the way blue beetle is already out on streaming i don't i think it's still in australian cinemas i haven't seen it yet um but i have got it yeah no yeah we we, we were planning on seeing it but things got in the way and stuff and all well, that well um, i'll have a review for next and then, week. yeah then i heard it's like oh here's the streaming day so i was like oh jesus christ that's fucking quick again as usual well i'm gonna check it out and i actually think i'll probably like it like um i've heard people say look it's fine you know like like it's formulaic yeah but it's a bit of fun you know, I mean, I think a lot of these movies, honestly, if I'm being honest, a lot of them have been okay. You know, like, they're fine. Mm. Like, I wouldn't think, like, some some are much better than others, but, like, I've always kind of liked that Blue Beetle, what little I've seen of him. I don't mind Jamie Reyes and the whole Blue Beetle scarab thing and, um, I, you know. I don't like him now, but I certainly liked him better when he first came out. Well, that's more when I've seen him, you know, and I've seen him in Batman Brave and the Bold and stuff. Like, I, I don't mind the character. I think as one of the newer characters, he's okay. Um, was I surprised the movie just completely bombed? Not at all, you know, because, you know, like the, his name recognition is almost zero to the general, you know, most people in the world. Like, they're like, Blue Beetle? Who the fuck is Blue Beetle? Can I just say, I kind of feel like, like this is where... Again, we've talked about this before, but this is where, like, the, the Warner Brothers falters, right? Mm. You've just announced this new thing. Okay, yes, you've made the movie, but guess what? And Hollywood has done this, where they've made a movie and then only comes out a few years later. Sure. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they should have really held off on this movie and, and even just released it when the new slate of movies were coming out, and then you could say, then, listen, it's part of the new DC or something like that. I agree. Yeah. You know, they should have just put it in the bank and said, right, let's let's – Come with up with a Superman movie, and then we'll come up with this movie. Let's let's yeah. get that nailed first. Get people excited, then we'll put this out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but they've done the opposite, where they're just like, just get it out, wash your hands of it, and move on. You know. And again, and that's still the wrong decision because I, I think I, people feel like that. They feel oh, they don't care about this. No. Well, they don't. I don't think. I think they're just like, look, we did it. It's tested okay. It's decent. It's not going to get fucking hammered, but it's it's not a game changer. Let's just get it out there ring whatever we can get out of it. One thing I did hear, apparently, is Dial of Destiny is doing fantastic business on the video-on-demand market. Apparently, a lot of people, it's done huge numbers, which doesn't surprise me because I think a lot of people saw Barbie and also saw the mixed reviews and went, oh, I'll go to Barbie. Apparently, doing fantastic business on video-on-demand. 
which is yeah. which is interesting. Until I see numbers, Dave, it's all bullshit. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I I'm, no, I'm sorry. All these streaming services that claim, oh my god, it's the fucking number one. It's doing the best it's of the of everything. Okay, show me the numbers. Sure. Show me the streaming. Show yeah. me the data. Show me the revenue. If it's so great, show me the data. Well, I agree. I, I hear. You. I agree. Anyway, we finished our first topic for the night, which was apparently Hugh Jackman. Uh, we went from Hugh Jackman <laughs> getting separated to dissecting the music industry, a movie industry. Now, I survived, Richard. I have a near-death experience, which I have saved. I haven't told you about. So I'll give listeners. Oh, a- was it you choking on your, your coffee when I sent you the photo of the <laughs> UFO? <laughs> what was this? I don't think I even saw this. Did you send me a Yeah, okay. you did. I, I was joking with you. I said, bro, breaking news, breaking news. I just saw a UFO on my way to work and it was just a chick riding a bike. Oh, that that's, UFO yeah. Well, that, that that dad joke of yours was like, yeah, yeah I can't believe you're bringing <laughs> that up. No, so I'm this. sure you got slightly excited when you I did. I, at first, I did. But I also know that you just, you're such a non believer, man. Like, it's going to take, <laughs> seriously, it's going to take the alien abduction or the aliens invading for you to wake up. You know what I mean? Like, you're just yes. one of the little that is, sheep, man. That is exactly right, Dave. You hit it on the head. You're one of the little I sheep, I will not believe until they literally are pouring out of the sky and I have to quickly uh, sign up to join the military to fight. I've told you so many times, Richard, they're not here in vast numbers, but they are powerful. I've told you this so many times. They're alien overlords, and man. And you are still wrong. So <laughs> now, anyway, let me get to my near-death experience. So this oh, is go, go. Sunday night, um, about 8 p.m., I'm I'm taking the rubbish out. We live on a, this house, and we've got like it's a stairwell, like a two part stairwell to 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 go down to the basically um, the driveway where the garbage bins are. So I'm carrying this thing out, take to the bin. I'm on the second. I go on the second step of my stairwell, which is wooden stairwell, and we moved in as listeners know earlier this year, and it gave way fully, gave way, broke down. I I literally like tumbled down through the stairwell, caught with my hands, because I've got the fucking reflexes of a cat, it turns out, Reg. Caught with my hands, caught the railing, so I was just hanging there. Banged my, um, I, I, I knew I'd banged my, what do you call it, like, not chin, but, but below the knee, mid below the knee to where the ankle is. I knew I banged that, but not too badly. And so I'm hanging there, and like, so this whole thing gave way. And I'm like, my first thought, Rich, as I'm hanging still by the railing, was like, oh, good, thank fuck, I didn't hurt my knee for tennis. Um, that was that was my, literally my first thought. I knew I'd hurt my, um, I knew I'd sort of like bumped my um, my leg, but it didn't feel too bad. I could move my toes and stuff. I was like, okay, it's not broken. Um, hold myself up. And actually, I have bruised the ankle quite a lot. Uh, sort of the ankle was quite bruised, and I've got a bruise on my leg and a cut, but nothing too bad. Uh, got up and I was like, man, that could have been so much worse. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm fucking alive. I came back up after all this. You know, I, I could tell I wasn't hurt too badly. It was more, it was bruising, but nothing too bad. I said, Michelle, I'm alive. I was celebrating life, which I ate three splices that night. I was just like, I'm a fucking alive. I said, I'm Superboy. You know what I mean? I said, I'm a ninja. Anyway, and I was. I, I, I just got to say, Dave, we're really lowering the bar for near death experiences. Dude, I could have broken my neck easily. Easily. Easily could have broken my neck. I fell through a fucking stairwell, man, That I, and I caught myself. Easily could have broken my neck. Easily could have broken my leg, done my knee, could have been the end of my tennis career. Instead, oh, I definitely think you could have hurt your leg. Oh, your man. Butt. Well, I could have smashed my head on the stairwell. That's what would have happened, man, and it could have been game over for Dave. 
Anyway, no, I'll give you that. Yeah. So anyway, so there was that part of the story, and I was—you could imagine me—I was—I was in the best mood for like the next twenty-four hours. I just kept saying to Michelle, "I'm alive," and I was just eating these splices. She's like, "You don't need to keep eating splices." Like I'm celebrating life. <laughs> I was like, "I'm celebrating life." Like life is to be lived. And I said to my mother, "I said two things." I said. Three days before, as I was walking up the stairs, I thought, I thought to myself, I don't trust wooden stairs. I don't like these wooden stairs. I thought that to myself. We're replacing the whole stairwell. And the other thing is, I said to my mum, I said, I'm not going to stop my thoughts anymore. I'm just going to say what I think from now on. I'm just going to go on instinct. Oh, you've been holding back? Yeah, I've been holding back, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been holding back for years, man. Years I've been holding back. And anyway, so part two of this story, um, as if that wasn't exciting enough, that Dave escaped death. Uh, the next morning, Michelle and I go for a brief walk with the dog. We come back, and there's this old group of p- old people who are kind of hanging around our cul-de-sac, very well-dressed. And I go by them, and they're like, oh, hi, how are you? It was really hot that day. It was super hot. It was a Monday. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just like, go away. I, I just want to get up my driveway and, and you know leave this interaction. And they're like, is that your house up there? They point at my house, and I'm like, Yes. Yeah, it is. And they're like, oh, we have some really bad news. I'm like looking at the house. I'm thinking, well, it's still there. Like how bad could this news possibly be? I've only been away from my house for like 10 minutes. And, and you know, I was, by the way, on that whole fucking walk, I was replaying the incident to Michelle like ad nauseum. And um, they're like, oh, we've got some bad news. And they go, we've broken your stair. I said, I said, I broke the stair last night. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, and there, there, there was... Two women who were really well-dressed, probably late 50s, probably early 60s, but very well-dressed for what was a boiling hot day in Sydney. And then this really thin older guy, like 10 years older than them, who was like kind of surly, if I had to describe him. Like, And um, he, then he was like, oh, we've been in the area looking at all the houses. And I was like, okay. And I was like, uh-huh, okay. You were looking at all the houses? He goes, yes, yeah, so we went up to your house and I fell through the stairs. And I was like, what? And I was like, you fell through our stairs? I, I go, the, uh, I was so confused. And then he, then he was like, apparently, he, he thought he'd broken it, but he'd been up. Like, you have to walk all the way up these fucking stairs. You can actually see, as you're about to walk up, the, the stair that I fell through is like hanging. Like, it's very, very obvious, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, mm. he's like, yeah, I guess I just wasn't watching where I was going. And, and, he, and he said he fell right through. And I was like, okay, like, I looked at it today, man. He was slender, but Jesus Christ, I don't know if you would fall all the way through. Like, I jammed along with catching myself. Like, you might be able to, but given that only one stair has fallen, I I, I was like, okay, are you okay? He's like, you know, I'm okay. I, I landed, luckily. And the women were, like, backing him up with, like, like making all these noises and stuff, like... And I was just so confused because uh, he, he wasn't – he was very roundabout with how he told the story. He didn't tell it clearly. And I was like, okay, so you're okay? And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, well, thank God. And, you know, I was like, well, that's good. He goes, here's – and he hands me a card. He goes, here's my card with my wife's number on it. And I thought, oh, is this some sort of a scam? Because that's what I was thinking. Are these guys sort of – they've seen a stare down and then he's going to try to make some sort of claim on me? Do you know what I mean? Like – you know, that he's hurt himself. And I was like, I was thinking, well, I was like, okay. I actually went, okay, like, I will never be calling your wife. I don't know why I'm giving a car with your wife's number on it, apparently. And then he goes, we're Jehovah's Witness. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, oh, okay, so that's why you're up there. 
like annoying fucking trespassers. And I was like, <laughs> like, like my reaction, I was just like, okay, all right, bye-bye. I'm glad you're okay, bye, and just left. But I was talking about it with my dad, and we both came to the conclusion that he probably didn't, and like, dude, this guy did not look injured at all. Like, I've, I'm carrying, like, I was limping, like, after it. Because I have banged my ankle and my leg up, you know, not, not severely or anything, not broken, can still play tennis, but, you know, there, there's a bit of soreness there. You know what I mean? Like when you know when you've you've banged yourself around. You you know I've got like a little graze on my wrist as well from where I hit the the deck and everything. This guy seemed fine. So I have my suspicions about the whole thing because like, I'll say one thing: these these guys, I know they preach religion, but they're half con men. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they're selling something. What do you think, Rich? I'm turning it over to you, man. Um, dude, I fucking don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know why if if they do break. What's that? I'm just trying to figure out, like, what what would be the point of trying to convince you that they broke it? Well, could it be, Rich? I came up with two options. One, obviously, just financial. Like, he's going to try to make some sort of a claim, in which case my direct thing would be, like, why are you climbing up my stairs to my house on my property without my permission, firstly? Well, but, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I don't, I don't think that's it. Because or could it be? What about this, Rich? Here's the other one. Gotti. They're trying to convert you. Like, oh, did you survive? Wow, praise Jesus! But he's claiming to go through the stairs, not you. I know. Well, yeah, I yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is a weird one. I'm just, I'm trying to think of the angle, and I'm just, yeah, it's weird. I'm like, I'm just trying to go. Like, I don't, I don't get. Like, I'm trying to figure out what the angle could be. How do they, how do they get it in? How do they angle it in? And the women were really. Oh my god, your stairs! You you must have fallen through your stairs. Oh, you must have had a near-death experience. You yeah. know, have you heard about the word of God? Like, okay, fine. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. They're trying to convince yeah, you. Yeah, and that. the weird thing was... It, but if they're like, oh, I fell through your stairs. Really sorry. I don't have that. But, like, what kind stairs. of an idiot is this guy? Like, I mean, when you fall through a stair, like, when I fell through the stair, dude, it made a massive fucking noise. You know what I mean? Like, the whole stair broke off, literally. And it wasn't, like, this guy's falling through air. I don't know. It's weird. I, I maybe I guess in his. It is a weird one. It's or, a weird also, one. I I still doubt he fell all the way through, which is what he claimed. He says he fell all the way through and had a perfect landing. And I and I was looking at it today, and I'm thinking, I don't think a human like that wasn't a small child would fall all the way through and not be severely hurt. Oh, or what if they had been there at some point? Yeah, weak in the stair. And bro- and broke like maybe he went <laughs> kind of through one of the stairs, yeah, and and then you came and went through it all, and then he thought that that's the damage he had done. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm trying. That's I, crazy. I can't, I can't, I can't figure it out. It's crazy, isn't it? It's weird. It's full it's a weird. con. It's a good con because I can't. I can't figure. It's it out. It's a weird con. Like yeah, it's a strange con. Uh, I think what really dented their confidence was the fact that I very clearly fell through it only hours before, like it was less than 12 mm-hmm. hours before. So it was very fresh in my mind. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was still talking about it. Oh, and you should have, you should have said, Oh shit, are you going to, are you going to help me pay for this death? No, that's what he was saying. No, no, that they, the women were saying that we, we've damaged your house. We, we can help you. And I was like, I no, they said, they actually said that at the start. That's at the, the very start of the conversation. That was what they were saying, but they were very roundabout, Rich. Like it was, it wasn't clear. And I said, no, no, I broke it last night. I fell through it, and I showed them my cut, like because I was wearing shorts because it was hot. 
Anyway, it was just a weird fucking story. I thought listeners might enjoy that. Um, and the good news is Dave survived a near-death experience. I survived one once before. Where I had a massive car crash. Not my fault. A guy came through a red light and fucking destroyed the middle of my van. I, like, I, I shouldn't be alive, man, but I am. I'm a survivor. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Destiny's Child. And every day since that car crash, like, seriously, I will sometimes think another day, another free. You know what I mean? Like, I got this one. I got this one for free. Seriously. It's part of part of how I live my life, man. Like, I, you know, I should be dead, man, but I'm not. You know, maybe, I fell off. Maybe, maybe, maybe God's got plans for you. I, I hope he does. Caesar? <laughs> Caesar? Caesar? Do you think, do you think I'll be the do new Caesar? Do you think Caesar? Caesar's God, do you? No, no. Like, I'll be the next Caesar. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is that what you think? In terms of plans, yeah. I, I hope that's the plan, you know? Be awesome. Hopefully not the ending though, Rich. I don't want you stabbing oh. me in the back like Brutus style, man. Come on. Just... Oh well, maybe that's what maybe maybe <laughs> that's what he's got in, in Sophia's. The next uh, as always with Caesar, don't focus on the end. Too, Richard. <laughs> as always with Caesar, don't focus on the end. I hate the end. <laughs> hate that end. It annoys me every time I think about it. That's uh, that's been that's like being an ostrich sticking your <laughs> your head in the sand. Those fuckers in the Senate. If Assassin's Creed is to be believed, it wasn't just Brutus. It was about 30 of them. I don't know if they're... Mm. I don't know in real life if, like... Like, in, in Assassin's Creed, like, it was seriously like the whole fucking Senate was stabbing me. Or him. Including me. But I don't know. I, I All I know is I was very confused by that scene. Um, watching Smallville Rich um, into Season 6. Loving Season 6. Had the first Justice League uh, proper team up of everybody. Um, like everyone had been intro before. Like I really like um Bart, the Flash character, Impulse, and um Aquaman, and uh, obviously Green Arrow, who I do like, and there was someone else, Cyborg, um, who I didn't even remember from his episode, but yeah, he was there. Um, good to see Cyborg was sucking back in Smallville days too, doing almost nothing. You know, there was there was there, there was one scene. I was like thinking to myself. Literally, I can. I got to try and figure. I got to try and figure out where your hate for Cyborg comes from. I just think he's this. I just think he's lame. Like I just, I just. Well, why though? What, what, what? Well, what it's have because you of scene or whatever that's made. You well, think mostly like I've just seen shit like this, like where it's like that. He was doing zero, and then there was some computer scene. I was like, oh, I can hack this computer. And I'm just like, oh, lucky Cyborg's here. I mean, um, one of my favorite interpretations was the Teen Titans show. Um, like before they went yeah. wacky with the no, dog and all fun. that, but the yeah, where he got that that uh, that booyah catchphrase, I actually that's probably one of my favorite cyborg. I would agree. I, I've seen the Teen Titans show and Teen Titans Go, and I think both of them are amongst my favorite. In those ones, I think he's fine. Um, mm. But I know I really, I just think he's lame, I, especially in Justice League and in this. But he's not as lame as he is in Justice League. He's really lame in Justice League. Oh no 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 no! That 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 Snyder Justice League cyborg. is probably the worst. Yeah yeah yeah. The worst cyborg. Because cyborg's been good in the animated movies as well. Yeah. Um. He's again. He's going to be good in in the the cartoons and all that sort of stuff. Um. He's okay, man. I, like I'm just like know, I I actually have enjoyed him in and out um throughout the years in in the comics. Well, you I love you like love him. that new Teen Titans stuff where he's all through it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I don't like the new Fifty Two Cyborg. Like new Fifty Two Cyborg is definitely yes, probably the worst comic version of Cyborg. I like, agree. And even and even carries through to today. Like is just awful. 
I totally agree. I actually, honestly, although I've never been a big fan, I would take the older pre-52, whatever you call it, version way over this shit, like, that we've got now. Like, he's always sucked in the New 52. And... Mm. Um, but I did like Cyborg and thought he was quite enjoyable in those Teen Titans cartoons. I thought he was quite funny and stuff in those. Like that would be easily oh, be yeah, my yeah, favorite. yeah. That was that was fantastic. That would easily be my favorite. But but anyway, my point of the story was that was that was the first um, uh, one of that. And this season is the one where uh, what's his name Clark is trying to capture all the Phantom Zoners. And guess who showed up? Dave Batista, and it was so. I was like thinking to myself because he looked quite different because this is back when he was still probably still wrestling and just starting to act. And I was like, "Is that Dave Batista?" Because he looked quite different. And I was, but his voice gave him away. And, I, and actually, IMD beat it, and it was him playing like some random, like in it for one scene baddie who got Criminal. pummeled. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, dude, seriously. He, yeah, I think he, he plays a phantom zone criminal. Doesn't he, he does. Yeah, yeah, like a strong yeah. guy kind of thing. Dude, yeah. his acting style has not changed. Like, I, I know he put, <laughs> I know he puts on like a lot of airs. Thespian Batista, you, you criticising his acting? Well, no, no, I'm just sort of saying, like, like what I'm trying to say is, I know he puts on all these airs these days, like he's this actor, but like, dude, he's still the same fucking mediocre strong guy actor he's always been, as far as I'm concerned. Like, he's gotten better at what he does. He has gotten better. But it's kind of like the basic template is still pretty much there. Like he's serviceable is how I describe him. You know, he's not he's not appalling where you're like, oh, it's terrible. But it's just like, oh wow, five and a half out of ten. You know, Dave Batista. <laughs> and I know that he tries to like highbrow stuff he's in, and I I just think it's never going to happen. Like he's always going to be this sort of shit. Sort of like. Oh, well, you know, can I be honest with you? I honestly believe Guardians is like the pinnacle of of his acting, and it will. That part was made for him, and it will never be better. <laughs> like, he's yeah. just not that kind of actor, I'm afraid. Like, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, now you have some news here, Rich, about the Xbox Tokyo show. What's going on? Oh no, no, yeah. So they they had the um, the Xbox uh, the Tokyo show. So it looks like. Um, Xbox is um, definitely doing a lot more with uh, Japanese uh, developers and stuff and all that. Um, so they just had one and they were just like showing some of the games that were coming to, to Game Pass and to Xbox and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it was actually pretty fun. Um, got a new look at that uh, game called Pal World. Yeah. Which is basically, it's a parody of Pokemon. You basically enslave Pokemon. Right. And you, you put them in factories to make you weapons and shit, and you, you arm them <laughs> with weapons, and, and you go around the world, and it's like a first-person shooter, third-person like shooter, and you're just, like, just killing shit and battling. But, you know, it's it's just a, it's a it's like um, Pokemon on fucking steroids. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Like, well, meth and steroids. Like, yeah. It's a wacky thing. That looked like hella fun. They announced that the all the new Yakuza games are coming to Game Pass, so the new... That's cool. Uh, Gaiden one, uh, the, the what's it? The, the would you be able to man, give me man who erase his name? Can you give me um, a recommendation for what the best one is to play in terms like overall? Like, if you have to select one, if I had to be- pick the best Assassin's Creed to play, I'd pick Valhalla. But can I you would have to ask Alicia, like, okay, can you ask her for next? She's show? definitely the, the 
Right. She's oh, she was super excited when she saw that. Like, um, right. well, ask your girlfriend. The ancient one is coming. The, even the new one that's got the new character, the one that's a bit of a turn-based sort of one, is is coming to the game pass, and the, even the new new one that's coming. I remember, I got really yeah. good news. I quite like those Phoenix Wright games. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Is where you play the lawyer. Never and heard You've never seen the meme where it's like objection, and it's like anyway, yeah. it's one of these sort of like puzzle games. You you play a lawyer, uh, you got to find evidence, and then you go to court, and you know it's very anime, very over the top. Anyway, yeah. those are coming to Game Pass, which means I can literally play them on my phone, okay, uh, thanks to the cloud, which is fantastic because uh, that's it's a handheld type of game. So it's a win for Edge. So tell your girlfriend, say I know this guy called Dave. We do this show. <laughs> just a reminder reminder he said normally he plays um assassin's creed but he is interested in yakuza i played a lot of sleeping dogs i actually i actually am looking for a recommendation i don't want a turn-based fucking chess game or whatever shit they've got i want the proper game okay like I, i've never oh, played actually you know what i think she for you I think she would recommend the new one or the remake of the one that just came out recently called uh Inshin. Okay. So that's that's the Yakuza games, but it's actually set in feudal Japan. That sounds cool. So you get to run around with like samurai swords, uh, pistols. Send me, it's send, like send me the title of that in the WhatsApp so I can do, I can look at it after the show. Is it on? Is it on Games Pass? It's coming. It's coming to Game Pass so, like in the next month or two. All right. Well, I will check that out. Okay, fine. Send me the WhatsApp for that, and I will check it out. That sounds like fun. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll confirm with it, but I knowing you and also me trying to think, I think. She might recommend that one. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, man. Well, you're happy then, Rich, aren't you? Because you've got both consoles. I, I'm. Uh, we've got to actually let's kick it up. I, I bought Mortal Kombat, but I haven't played it yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Mortal Kombat review next week because I seriously I've installed it, but I just I've been so busy at work this week I haven't played it. But can you give us your latest thoughts on Starfield? And this can be your final thoughts if you want. It's still the same, man. Yeah. Um, I, I've been told by a friend that oh, once you get the jetpack, it like becomes a bit better for tra- like traversing the um, the planets. And I'm like, yeah, but then that should be given to me at the start because totally agree. I literally have no fucking desire to mm. to, to 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 run around these planets. You like, shouldn't have to get to level twenty and get a jetpack for a game to become good. You know. I hate yeah, but yeah, I hate that thing of like, oh, it gets good here. No, it should be good from the start. Like, it should I'm sorry, be, but if it should be or very, very early. Like, I, or as someone who plays a fair oh, number super of super early, man. I totally agree. Super early, dude, dude, dude. See, I, I one thousand percent agree with you. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You start off when you're trudging through the snow. I've played enough Assassin's Creed to know I'm just going to get through that first like almost thirty minutes to hour, and then I'm good. You know, for the, for the game to sort of really get started, I'll give them that long. But this bullshit about, oh, you have to play fucking 100 hours and get the level, like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm enjoying the questing part, you know, doing yeah. the quests. I mean, it's a little bit tedious having to keep fucking flying from planet to planet as people send you on the, you know, quests do, to do come back and blah, blah, blah. you in space? What it's huh? do, do ships, like, fight you in space like Star Trek? Yeah, there's ships battles. It's pretty basic, though. It's pretty... It's like if you've played any kind of like Starfighter type fucking game, it's it's the same thing. So, I tell you a game I used to play, Rich, Privateer. I I loved that game. I had it on um a very early uh, computer, and you were literally like a privateer, like sort of like um mm. almost like a pirate kind of thing, and it was cool. It was ahead of its time, you know what I mean? And like there were ship battles, and there was a lot of trading, a lot of this, and a lot of that. It was kind of fun, but 
I don't know, like, I don't know, man. Like, the, I know some people are loving it, but... Yeah. Like, as I said, I, 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 I am, I'm somewhat enjoying it, like, when I do the questing and I mm. shoot people and stuff. I don't love it. Again, the, they give this game, it's all about, like, exploring and mining and building outposts, but then they literally give you no bag space. Like, right. you are encumbered so often and so, you know, uh, repeatedly, even at the beginning of the game, that you're like, I just don't want to pick anything up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just going to have to go through my shit and drop crap. And it's like, but you want me to, you want me to collect shit. You literally want me to build stuff, mm. like outposts, but then you go, oh, you don't have the materials. But I can't have the materials because every time I try to pick up shit that's so heavy yeah. that you then say, sorry, you can't go anywhere. Like, you're going to use up all your, you know. So, of course, that means I've got to run, you know, using all my stamina to try and get back to the ship so I can deposit the shit. You know, and it's like, oh, my God. It's like, it's. The, that part of the game is super tedious, and I'm really not enjoying that, that part of it. Yeah. But again, doing the quest, funny dialogue, like going around and shooting fucking pirates, that's fun. Yeah. But it, it's some good concepts in the game, just not pulled off uh, yeah. uh, particularly well. Do in you my think opinion, it's fixable, so. like in terms of how Cyberpunk kind of re did itself? No, the, the problem with this game is I know that they've got a new game plus and all that sort of shit, uh, but I don't see the replay value in this game because one, there's no classes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's not like you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Now the next time I play it, I'm going to play with this yeah. Yeah, class, yeah. so I'm going to do this. It's not really any of that and the dialogue options in this game are so meh that it's like um how would you I guess maybe you could play i'm going to play a good guy now i'm going to play a dickhead but other than that yeah it, it's, it's nothing really in the game and i mean if you're only playing the game for dialogue options then that's uh, pretty much a waste of time it sounds like it um yeah like yeah i'm curiously first i was looking forward to this and and now i'm just kind of almost like i might just hold out and and, and why again if you have an xbox and it's on game pass i highly recommend it it's sure. literally costing me nothing extra yeah. oh yeah to yeah. play the game um i know but i've got and... my ps5 man like if this was, no, no, uh... I said, if you if you have game Pass, if you've got an xbox and you've got game pass definitely play it if this was elder scroll 6 I'd would, would, would i buy it no i'd probably wait for a sale yeah okay well, that that can be your final review on it if you want. If you have something uh, like you've given us three weeks, I think of some re really kind of honest, kind of hard hitting reviews, which I thank you for, Rich. Um, if you have something at some point that you want to talk about it, like feel free. But uh, but I just wanted to give you no, one if, more if, word. If, you know? if if I get to that point of where I go, oh my god, now it becomes awesome, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, but I have my doubts about that, you know, because like at a certain point, games, a successful game, sorry. It sucks you in, and you're really enjoying it. And yes, things progress and progress and progress and progress. But you've got to be invested at the ten hour mark, I think, to invest it or not. You can't just kind of be on the fence, you know, for for it to be personally fulfilling. In my opinion, like, mm. you know, what like you have some sort of Stockholm syndrome where, like, at two hundred hours, you're like, oh, it's the greatest experience of my life. Forget about the hundred ninety of a pure grind. Yeah. But again, you see, but but I do know. Look, there's going to be tons of the Bethesda guys who um, um, mod the game to 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 just to the gills sure. and will have the time of their life. Sure. As someone like me, I don't have time, you know, to to mod wow. a game and spend fucking hours. You know, I kind of want to play this, get it done, and then move on to another game or move on to something else. Uh, so I'm just basing it on on the game that they gave me. Yeah, I'm not going in there to mod it and make it a different game. I could. 
I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in playing the game they made, yeah. getting it done, and then moving on to another game. I totally agree. I like. God bless those guys for doing that, but I, I, I just don't have that sort of gene. You know what I mean? I've never been that guy. Hmm. I'm just like that. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Look, if, if it was if it was about money, like if I was pressed for money, sure, I'd probably buy the game because I knew I know I can mod it, kind of make it a different game. But again, I, as you said, I've got the consoles, I've got like the game pass. I, I can find another game to play. I don't have to spend all my oh, time. There's, there's tons of games that are coming out soon. Like Spider Man Two is coming out. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out. This is off the top of my head. You know, so there's plenty of stuff coming out. Like I'll I'll be getting surprise surprise getting Mirage, and I I, I, do, I said a few weeks ago I started playing Spider Man and I was absolutely loving it. So I'll wait for a sale for Spider Man two because because I want to finish Spider Man one first. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean yeah, there's plenty of stuff. But uh, look, it sounds very similar to a seven out of ten. It's what you're giving it, like it feels like a seven out of ten review. Yeah, well, that's what I said. I think I think I you know IGN kind of for me nailed it. I haven't read the review, but uh, their score nailed it. I think it's definitely a seven out of ten. Cool. Tell you someone who gave some comments that were fucking zero out of ten. Jan Werner. Uh, if you don't know who this character is, he was very influential. He was the co-founder of Rolling Stone magazine uh, on the board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's always been a, a Jan Werner um, kind of joint, that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who gets in, who gets ignored, etc. Always been a controversial guy. Um, certainly been a dictator of taste, at, you know, a lot, especially in the 70s and 80s. And into the 90s, um, Rolling Stone was seriously one of the biggest magazines, I would say, out there, Rich. Would you agree? Like, in terms of pop culture? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, now, let's get to the current controversy. And, and I want to get into this, because I think it's, I think it's, I think the conversation is interesting. So he essentially has, he's always been a, a bit of a crackpot, especially as he's gotten older. And a very egotistical guy, you know, as you would expect. Um, he's written a book called The Masters, about rock music. Um, the book is just coming out now. Now, the book includes interviews conducted by uh, Werner with Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, Jerry Garcia, like so over the years, obviously, um, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Bono, and Pete Townsend. Um, all the featured artists in The Masters are white men. When asked, so he was asked, why he did not include perspectives of black and female artists, Wenner said his decision was based on his personal interest in the artist's work. Insofar as the women, just none of them were as articulate enough on this intellectual level, he said. Um, <laughs> he then doubled down and said he should have interviewed one woman and one black artist for the public's sake and to avert criticism despite them not measuring up to the standard. Well, I mean, it's stupid comments. Like, I think I've got a bit to say, but he made these comments... Um, and then doubled down on them. Um, he got removed from the board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is hilarious because he's been massively the political like person behind the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions for many, many years. And it's a bit of a joke. Some of the people who are who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and some who are is a bit of a joke. But Richard, I don't claim to be a rock historian, but I certainly know a little bit about rock and roll. And I and off the top of my like just focusing on the black artists. Off the top of my head, what about Chuck Berry, Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, John Lee Hooker, Little Richard, James Brown, and Prince? Now, all of those people are so fundamental to rock music. 
in their various ways. Like Chuck Berry, man. Like, I mean, how could you ignore him at all? Now, and Jimi Hendrix, apparently, this was funny. And I do think this guy is a bit senile as well because I, he's getting to that age and, and he's a crackpot. I, I saw a thing. Jimi Hendrix. I mean, my God. What a fucking guitarist. What a performer. Uh, he was on... In, whilst alive, whilst alive, he was on the Rolling Stone magazine cover, I believe, 18 times. So that tells me that Rolling Stone in the early days definitely knelted the order of Jimi Hendrix along with most of the rock world, and yet he doesn't make it. Now, Rich, I want to turn it over to you. What do you think about this whole thing? Because I think it's a travesty. Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, I think his comments are, are definitely a travesty. Mm. I mean, look, the problem with anything is that everything is subjective. Sure. Okay. People's taste, the, what they enjoy. Sure, now, sure, if sure. he had just said that this was his masters of rock, yeah, as in his opinion, then he could turn and say, look, yes, there's lots of what, this is just my, you know, what resonates with me. Right. Yeah. 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 Oops. Is it all white guys? Oh, just didn't even realize. I'm sorry. I'm just pulling from my life experience. The shit I've listened to. I was, I didn't even notice my, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, there's some great people. It's the comments that throws me, you know what I mean? Because, again, someone's list is their list, right? Yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. your Masters of Rock, that's your Masters of Rock, right? Sure. It's why I, I, I get, I'd laugh at people that get upset with top ten lists. And yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. you're getting obsessed with someone's opinion. It's not law. Yes. Like, when someone makes a top ten list, that's not the law. Like, it's, that's not the, it's not definitive. It's their opinion. It's what resonates with them in what order. It's the same with this. I don't... Look, who he puts on his list, he puts on his list. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, the, the, the response yeah, um, to, and the reasoning behind it is just... I, I just think it's... That I, you could, I, I that you could come and say something that's stupid. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Now, look, I, I will be the first to put my hand up and say I am not by any means... I, I mean, a lot of my artists that I would, you know, rate as my favourites, a lot of them are, are white male artists because that was the essentially the mainstream rock culture from i would say 60s 70s into the 80s but it doesn't take long before you think about where rock and roll came from and it's descending from a mixture of things but primarily like blues music um you know some country influences for sure and you look at blues musicians guys like john lee hooker man i mean the the shadow they cast is is immense and 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 I, I I just can't get over my the head that you could ignore Chuck Berry, who's the and Little Richard. I mean they are the original rock and roll guys. You know what I mean? Like they're the guys that were riffed on by the white artists and sort of commodified and sold to white America. That's what happened. Like you know so, and, and I think what makes it even more galling to me is that it comes from the guy who co-founded Rolling Stone and was so influential, incredibly influential. And his just myopic, like, just narrow, racist and sexist vision just appallingly displayed. I mean, I'm certainly no PC culture guy, but I think this is crossing the line in a major way. I I, I think this guy is just a, a nut. Like, I mean... I was thinking about it, you know, today, and I, and like I don't claim to have exhaustive knowledge, but like Nile Rogers, who is in Chic and like produced like a lot of um, 
music, you know, a lot of Bowie music and stuff. Like, I mean, he's a major rock and roller. What about and Prince? I mean, Prince was a game changer. Yeah, but again, that, but Dave, but this is why again, this is why people get so. What about this guy? What about this guy? What about this? Well, guy? I'm going for. I'm going. Like, to, I'm going like, for big guys. List, you can't. You can't just keep throwing out names. But I'm going that's for. What I said. I'm deliberately going for big guys like Prince. To I me, understand what you're major, saying though, but yeah. that's not the problem, Dave. The problem is not his list. It's not about whether you agree who's on his list and what's on his list. The problem with this is the shit that he said as yeah. to his reasoning behind yeah. it. There's nothing wrong with his list. It's his list. Well, I think there is something wrong with his list, personally. Again, you you are allowed to, 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 to think that, right? It's, yeah. it's That's your opinion, and he says, that's fine. That's not the issue at the end of the day. Yeah, I know. His, his, his comments are, his comments are ridiculous. Off. His comments are just out of this now, world. If, again, the comments on maybe why he left people off or something like that, yeah. if you're going to make it like, oh, I don't think black people are as good as white people, yes, that's the issue. Not, not like the names that he left off the list, but the reasons yeah. behind what him saying him leaving the name. That's, that's the, the problem, not the names on the list, the, the, the reasons behind the exclusions of names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's nuts. Um, it's, it, it is nuts, but at the end of the day, is this an old guy who's, I mean, let's face like, honest, like in all honesty, I, I hate to say this, but like, I mean, <laughs> you could put a lot of old guys under the microscope with an interview and you could get some pretty un-PC comments out of them, like in general. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's sort, of, that's sort of what I'm trying to say here. Like, I mean, is this part of the problem too, that like, this is an old guy just wildly out of touch like completely just gone, and he just says what he thinks, and what he thinks is fairly racist and fairly sexist, and that's just the way it is. Is it? Do you think yeah, that's part more of than it? Likely. Yeah, that's part of it, I guess. Um, anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting, you know, to me, and I, I, I think what I, annoyed, I, I, I think it's just fucking baffling how you could even just say that, senile or not. Like mm. Jesus Christ, like, and and even if you believe that, oh, factual common sense, not the fucking actually say it for someone to record for god's sakes i mean yeah jesus christ like i don't know wow oh, wow you must be super super arrogant and uh well i think he, i think he is nothing you're untouchable yeah i think he is um quite an arrogant guy you know basically i think that's his he he he's one of those guys who was a dictator of taste and for so long you know what i mean that even though the, the magazine did peak and and then trough for a long time, he was riding high, and the magazine rode high. And you know, people turned to, like, seriously, before the internet, like, even into the eighties, people turned to Rolling Stone reviews to work out if they wanted to buy an album. Like, it was on, you know, seriously, they were tastemakers in a, in a major way. And obviously, now things are so diversified that I would not say their voice is that significant anymore at all. But it certainly was for a long time. And this this guy's very high in his own supply. He was also a big um, political guy behind the Democratic uh, Party. He was very, very um, important in, in that machine as well. So he, he had his fingers in a few pies. From what little I know of him, I'm no expert on the guy, but he, he, he is a very egotistical person. You know, and very high on his own supply. And I'm not. So, I'm. I'm. Although I was struck by just how stupid his comments were i wasn't actually that surprised you know there is a lot of sexism and yeah, misogyny well, it's one of the things where you're shocked but not surprised 
Yes, and I will say as well, like in all honesty, there is a lot of sexism and misogyny in rock and roll. There always has been. It's part and parcel sure. of the package. And, you know, I guess, you know, he's reflecting that as a commentator. But, yeah. so, but that's, in, look, that's in rap as well. Like It is. That's true, actually. Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, good point, Rich. Um, good point on, on that point as well. Very, very true, actually. Um, yes, and we'll, we'll leave it there. But actually, I do want to say to listeners, I've named some. Come up with your top five or come up with your top ten. You don't need to – we're about inclusion here. I, I've named I, – I've got to have Chuck Berry there and I've I, – I, I think Prince has to be there. Obviously, I'd have Dylan and John Lennon. Obviously, it's David and fucking Elvis. By the way, did he have fucking Elvis? Did this fucker have Elvis? No, he didn't. Oh, well, fuck I me. I told you the list is not the, the real problem. Oh, though. well, I've got a big fucking problem if he hasn't got Elvis. I, yes, again, yeah, but wow. that's my point. You, everyone's going to have a problem with everyone's list. Even if you made a list, Dave, there's people that are going to take umbrage with your list. Well, uh, I can tell you what my list would have Elvis. Jesus. I, yeah. My blood's starting to really... I can't believe you forgot Elvis on the list, man. So many better people than Elvis. Elvis is just a thief. You see, like, you can go on like forever, man. Yeah, but uh, I, I just... never get invested in people's lists. I kind of more... I, really I look at people's lists just to be like, oh, okay, that's an interesting... Sure. Listeners, listeners, send me some lists. Send me your top ten who you consider the masters. And please, there is no exclusion. It can come from blues. It can come from country. It can come from rock and roll. I'm going to tell you a funny thing I saw, Dave. Uh, yeah. Funny thing you talk about, Liz. I was, um, I've been looking for some more sci uh, military sci-fi to read. Right. So, you know, so I was just Google searching, doing like, you know, sci-fi military and all that. And then someone had done like a top, you know, a 15 best yes. sci-fi. Yes. And, uh, and so they got the list. And then right at the bottom, first comment was like, what the fuck? You put this book at number 11? You fucking retard. Have you read it and all that? And then someone responded to them saying, it's in alphabetical order. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean, and that's like you know people yeah. are just so quick to easily get like true, true. when when they when their thing isn't higher up on a list or something like that. That I just I don't oh know. yeah, I've never. I hear your point. Of course, we've all got our favourites. I mean, the the list that annoys me. I, I hear your point. I don't really get invested in them. I think here it was his comments that really got me riled up. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh God, I've forgotten. Oh yeah, it was the list where they're like the top ten Superman events ever, and the fucking one was Event Leviathan. And I just thought to myself, this fucking person, it was like they've looked for, like, the latest Superman event and they've just put it at one. I, I hate those lists in comics that go, top ten Batman stories, and they're like, zero hour by fucking um, Scott Snyder, a quarter of hours by Scott Snyder, and it's like, they do, like, the last five minutes is their memory. I hate that. That's my personal... You know what I mean? Like, they don't... Obviously, a lot of people make an effort, but they make no effort. They just go for, like, what was popular. It's like, what's the what's the best TV show ever? And they just look in the fucking guide for, like, whatever's on this week and just pick that, whatever's the most popular one. Mm. I hate... That's my pet hate. I, I Look, it doesn't surprise me because journalism is dead, but um, it, it annoys me because people do look at lists... You know, sometimes and they're like, "Oh, name the top twenty Batman stories," and they've generally got an interest because, like, they want to pick out from like you know eighty years of stuff. 
but instead they focus on the last three years when they do the list, and and that does annoy me. The laziness. I, yeah. What well, the problem is is I people do that all the time because I think it's um it's a problem of what's most recent in their head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they just don't stop to to think and and put the thought in. They just they, they start thinking, and the the most recent stuff will pop in their head all the time. Sure. Yeah. I saw a guy do this. He kind of did an experiment where he went to like a, a show, right? And he would just stop people randomly and go, "What's the greatest? What's your greatest game of all time?" And it's shocking at how many people would say a very recent game. Sure. Do you know they just came out like a year or two ago? Even though there's obviously of when you talk about of all time, but it's just because it's like it's fresher in the head, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I just feel a journalist who's bothering to write down a fucking list should have a, a better. Uh, you know they're they're not at a show being being asked on camera kind of thing. You know if you're sitting down to write a list of top twenty Batman oh, stories, no, no, for sure, like, for sure. But know, the, so. the problem is, is I just don't think that they're um they're immune to it. No, but, uh, and I don't um, think they do any research. They're lazy. Like, I'm not going to lie, they're lazy. They 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 are lazy. Yeah. Now that's why they want to bang out an article, so they just go, oh, what's the most recent shit I just read? Rich, I've got a challenge for you as well. Next Ooh. show, I want you to do your top 10 masters. And it can be rock music. Let's exclude rap only because I feel rap is its own thing. I almost won't be on there. Spoiler alert. I'm not happy about that. but I, I'm, back <laughs> to, I'm not happy about that, but I'm not surprised. You know, um, it's your own list. Listen, I, I, I like Elvis, <laughs> not happy. but not he's happy. not my top 10. I'm not happy about this, but okay, fine. You don't have fucking Elvis then, Rich, and, and just ignore Elvis, you know? Like, he didn't do enough. He Elvis didn't do enough to get on your fucking list. Are you serious? Like, what more did Rich. Elvis Presley have to do? <laughs> Be the other people that I like, could have put on the list? <laughs> hundreds of fucking hits, and you're like, oh, that doesn't make the list. Fuck. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't make my list. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I'm not going to pretend I like that, but regardless... It's Richard's list. I won't force you to have Elvis, though I wish I had. Um, yeah, I want to see. I want to see what fucker is going to take over Elvis's spot. They better bring some fucking heat. Seriously, like seriously, Richard. Like your list better be airtight, brother, because I'm not. Does happy. it matter if it is or not, Dave? It's my list. No, it will matter because I'm dissecting the list. Okay, Richard has full authority to do his own list. I'm not happy about his list. Oh, already. wow. I like that you think I need your position. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like I need your authority to fucking make my Richard, list. Richard is doing his list. It won't include Elvis. No one's happy about it apart from Richard. But but it's Richard's list. Let him do it. Um, send all the hate mail to me. Um, I'll put it in the bin where it belongs. I will also do my list. I feel like everyone knows my list. <laughs> I don't think you have to do it, Dave. I, I mean, I you've literally said your my, top my, ten. My list will be of no surprise. Can I be honest with you, Dave? You would struggle with the top ten because you would literally go, oh, but this guy, and this guy, and this one, and this one. And then, oh, shit, I've got a top 50 list. Damn it. And one thing I don't want to do is fall into the Jan Werner fucking everyone's white male. <laughs> And just like, oh, fuck, I fall into the same trap as that fucker from Rolling Stone. All right, we'll do your list. I'm actually interested to see your list because your list is not as predictable as me. You know what I mean? I actually am interested to see your list. So you've got till next week for that, um, and we'll see what Richard comes up with. Right. Listeners, um, also message me uh, with your list, and and we can discuss it next week and how... You know, we can go through the ins and outs of it. I mean, and Dave will be super disappointed in most of your lists. 
if you want to get on the fucking show, a, a little tip: include Bob Dylan. You know, <laughs> like that'll get you in the door. You, if you include Elvis, I'll be happy. You know, very happy. But you bet, you know, Bob Dylan uh, should definitely get a run. But no, certainly interested in seeing people's list. Now, Gamal del Toro uh, confirmed he worked on a Jabba the Hutt Star Wars movie. Written by David S. Goya. Why the fuck does David S. Goya get on everything? I find David yeah, S. Goya, yeah. like, I know he did Blade in 1998. Yes, I enjoyed it. But fuck me, nearly everything else I have not enjoyed that this guy's had a hand in. Um, he was also developing a Star Wars script. I think David S. Goya is the guy who was developing Dawn of the Jedi. Gilbardo Toro worked on a Jabba the Hutt Star Wars movie. What do you think of that, Rich? Is there, I would say there's a movie. Uh, it's not something I would have wanted. I'm not really interested in a Jabba the Hutt movie, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah, like, what would that even be? I mean, yes, I, I understand you could definitely do a movie with Jabba's, whatever you call it, palace or whatever, a big part of it, but he's a lead guy. Well, we're following Jabba around. Can, I've got a question for you. Can you'd know the answer to this? Can the huts actually move by themselves, or do they need to be on those things carried around? No, no, people? they can slowly. <laughs> sort of slither around like, like a snail. Slugs. They're like slugs, man. Okay, right. They can do that. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I could almost see a movie set, like kind of like War of the Bounty Hunters. That's a movie I'm surprised they haven't done. Sort of like a more set in that sort of milieu. You know what I mean? Where you've got bounty hunters fighting, Jabba's playing a big part in the movie, but I'm not sure I'd call the movie Jabba the Hutt, you know? Mm, yeah, probably not. Maybe maybe call it like the underworld or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a movie set around that around that stuff without necessarily being just him. But who knows? That that may have been the thing. But it sounds like it, it's not coming out. Does it sound like it's... I mean, you could... I, you know what? You could have done a movie called Jabba's Palace or something like that, and then it's it's kind yeah. of like something that happens in the palace or it's a... Or maybe even you could do it about a bunch of, like, guys who were going to um, hit Jabba's Palace. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do, do like, a, 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 um, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but they're knocking over Jabba's Palace. Or no, trying think, to, anyway. I think that'd be cool. Um... DC versus Bill Willingham. Rich, did you have some more notes on this? Was this you? There's because no DC. We we covered last week Bill Willingham saying he'd put fables into the public domain, and we kind of went into that a bit. Um, check out last week's show for that. But DC responded at, as we knew they would. DC reserves all right and will take such action as DC deems necessary or appropriate to protect its intellectual property rights. Uh, they were just basically saying that they own the um, the copyright to. All the material, and he, I believe, owns the trademark. Which they do. Yes, and he owns the trademark. Apparently, um, Bill Willingham says I can give it away to whoever I want, and follows with, "I haven't worked with DC for more than two years since I handed in my final script for this new run of Fables. At that point, I fired a lot of them and haven't regretted it. Why spend my remaining years continuing to work with thugs and con men?" Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, look, it, it is a very interesting uh, sort of. Uh, thing playing out in real time like you know like the actual it's it, it's rare that you see this happening like in the open you know what i mean like this is normally behind closed doors mm. um what do you think rich what do you th- how do you think this will shake out like i think anyone who puts out fables product independently will get sued i think that's the first thing that's going to happen yeah um, well okay so well well this is the thing because there's an interesting point in this as well where it's like but all the 
everything he's used is um is is um is is fair use anyway because it's it's um it's fairy tale characters. It's the big bad wolf. It's the three yeah, little but, pigs. Yeah, but once he it's... does his own spin on it, he then owns that. Like so, you can, no, no, yeah, yes. Point. But my point is, anyone can kind of do anything similar to his work anyway. The difference. If would, I want, yeah. if I literally wanted to, let's say, I want to take the big bad wolf and make yeah. him a private investigator, mm. like um, like like Bogart, mm. I can do it. No, DC can't stop me. But is now, that what the I big bad do wolf is? Exactly like he's done it. Yeah. yeah. But I can I can do whatever I want with the fairy tale with, with the fairy tale characters. Like hmm. you know, now again, I he's trying to put it out there so people can use the, his characters. The problem with that is unfortunately he he probably doesn't fully, fully own it anymore. Hmm. Um in, in terms of the published work. Hmm. Um so it's probably going to be a bit tricky, but at the same time, again, I if I wanted to do something similar to what he's done, DC can't actually stop me because those those characters are public domain already. Yeah, well, that's good. Again, I can't do it exactly. Mm. I probably can't call him Bigsby, mm. but I can have the Big Bad Wolf be a private investigator or a private detective. Is, is that what the cop is? I've never read an issue of Fables in my life. Like, is that what the Big Bad Wolf is in? Fables is it an investigator? Well, he's kind he's kind of like the 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 Fable Town's private investigator. You know right, what I mean? Okay, he's that yeah. sort of like. I guess know. it's one of those things where you're sk- where you can skate very close to the line, but you can't cross it. And I, I do think exactly. DC will be particularly litigious on this topic um, mm-hmm. because they they'll they'll want to prove. And I guess also I think yeah. Look, I I honestly. It's a very strange negotiating tactic. It's a very damn the torpedoes negotiating tactic he's taken. It's interesting, and I love to see DC lose a fucking legal fight, but I just wonder what the point of all this is, other than, I wouldn't say petulance, but like let's assume that they've been screwing him, and then this is the route he's taken. It's almost like he's chosen just chaos, you know? Mm. But, but I will say something that, if, that amazes me, that even before this... Mm. They haven't. They haven't planned to do a TV show of this. Well, once like, a, once would, a, would be ripe for a um, a TV show, a, a Netflix show, or a streaming show. Well, it was show, certainly whatever. considered, but I think Once Upon a Time stole a lot of its thunder. You know. Oh, but again, but you know what? This is different, though. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. This is actually better than Once Upon a Time. So they could have actually gone. Oh, cool! People are interested in that. Let's put out our better version. Yeah. No. True. True. Like. Yeah. I agree. It's not. I agree. I mean, I, and I, you can claim, and then people go, "Oh, they're trying to copy." No, no, no. Look, here's the source material. Here's the source material. This, we was, did. this was a this was a book. This was a comic. Well, before the Once Upon a Time, yeah. how's it better? Yeah, <laughs> I would have done that. I'm sorry. Like, it's crazy they haven't. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And maybe that's part of his frustration because I did read that um, the guy who did I Zombie, he had a very bitter breakup with DC. Yeah. And a lot of it was down to the fact is that the Vertigo products are very hard to get TV deals for uh, because DC and Warner Brothers basically, they have like not just first dibs on it, they've almost got total control over the TV deals. And mm-hmm. that's that's hurt a lot of uh, Vertigo products apparently getting to TV because they have this massive um, sort of like ownership of them basically and control over the deal and blah 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 and 
it, it's essentially I, I I've heard this reported on several times that that's a real bugbear for a lot of people who have Vertigo products getting a getting a TV deal because um, oh, and it's such a shame because when when Warner Brothers uh, uh, HBO should be looking for content. Mm. Yeah, they said so all this Vertigo content that was well. Why isn't comics, there a, but not superheroes? Why isn't there a Scalp TV show? You know, like Scalp would yeah. be is oh, no. right in that oh, shield. Vertical, man. American what's it called? American Vampire. Yeah, yeah. Like man, that could have turned literally the entire Vertigo range into uh, stuff for their streaming stuff, and it all would have been different. Nothing would have been similar. It wouldn't have felt like a whole bunch and, of superhero my, stuff. My, my attitude as well is they still could. Like, they still own it all, you know? I like, still could now, but almost, you always feel like Jesus Christ, but like now. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I hear you, but I just, I'm just kind of like, I, I agree. Their, their lack of ambition, I, I, I think it comes down to that, though. The, the, it's the deals that the, the creators signed. Um, they gave so much of the control in those contracts to basically not just DC but Warners in terms of first look deals and beyond first look deals they can't shop it anywhere else and blah blah blah. Brew Baker's spoken about it many times of just how bad the deal was and sort of how incapable um they've sort of the studio has been at actually getting these projects greenlit and they get stuck in development hell for years and the iZombie guy had a really public breakup with DC uh right as the show was starting. And um, mm. yeah, he effectively left. And I dare say Willingham is um, it, it's related stuff. Like he was complaining about that stuff in that newsletter. Like the, he mentioned the deals and stuff in there. So also he's got a real thing about this game that he didn't get adequately compensated for. Um, that was the mm. other thing as well. So it, we all know that at the end of the day it was money. You know, let's face it. Like you know, I wonder if that also had a lot to do with um, uh, the reason he didn't get money was because of uh, the, the company going under. Um, sure. Who was the company that was making those games? The Telltale. Yeah, right. Did they go under? You know, they, they, oh yeah, they they went under. They were just making too many of these oh, games. I thought that, they were super they popular. Right, right. I mean, at the start, yes, but then they just started making. You know, they just started like lapping up. Um, yeah. Uh, pro- properties and, yeah. and putting out shit, uh, and I think they actually started bleeding money. Wow. Uh, that's my understanding of it. But they actually went under. Yeah. I did not realize that. I, that I actually now that you say that. I haven't heard of them recently, other than this guy complaining about them, but from a few years ago. But yeah, I remember the Walking Dead games. In fact, I own them. I've never played them. Um, the Walking Dead games were were like loved. I remember. Um, yeah, there was a Batman game as well. I've, they've done a Batman. They've done uh, Borderlands. They've done uh, really uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? A Witcher, Game of Thrones. See, I didn't know they did all this. Again, they were doing so much, and I think that was the problem, you see. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. The, the, the problem is, is their games are not that different. They're very similar in how you play them. Right. Okay. And so I think the problem was people weren't feeling like they were getting, like yeah. they were just, like, it's it's almost felt like, have you heard the term shovelware? No. <laughs> it's those really cheap games that, like, just flood a fucking... Uh, uh, online store, right. just cheap, shitty games. Right. That's what the game started to feel like. They just started to feel like this shovelware of of crap that right. felt wow. like it was just like just uh, churning out. Well, I mean, just as a casual, I heard a lot about Walking Dead, and I heard about Wolf Among Us, and I heard about um, the Batman game, but I didn't hear anything about those other games, which tells me that yeah, exactly, they may have just been lost in the shuffle. Like I had no idea they did a Game of Thrones game and a Witcher game and all that. That's news to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
well, once again, a fucking company flooding the market with product to, you know... This well, is... the same thing happened with um, uh, Guitar Hero. Right. That was so big at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, but again, they just, they, they pumped out too much. Yeah. Well, it's just, just the nature much. of the beast, man. I, I honestly think, like, the older I get, uh, you know, that's the nature of capitalism. Like, when it comes to these fads... They just, it's, it really is just milk it fucking dry. And, and they, they're, they're almost, they almost let it burst because they're just like, fuck, just keep flooding it. Boom, 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 until the market just collapses under them. And they're like, yeah, oh, if they'd strike while the iron's hot. And then, yeah, because they, they, they probably know that something like it's, it's diminishing returns. So let's just pump it out as much as possible, kill it early if we have to, mm. but just make as much money as we can. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Signal Abductions, uh, Michael Kellershim got Chuck Dixon's My Sister Suprema. He says, great series, great art, lots of fun. And if you buy it from Chuck's eBay, eBay page, Mother Chucker, that's funny, he'll even sign it for you. Um, so I have heard a lot of people saying how much they've enjoyed My Sister Suprema and there is now the print edition out. I picked up the Superman Encyclopedia, Rich. Um, did I send you the picture? Um, no, I don't think you did. I sent it to you on WhatsApp. Yeah, it's by Robert Greenberger and Marty Pascal. Um, really, really cool. Um, I flicked through it before the show. I also ordered the Batman Encyclopedia. Um, yeah, really nice, thick, sort of phone book size thing, Rich, covering all the years of Superman. goes right up into just pre-New 52, I think. I think it's just before the New 52. Um, really decent encyclopedia. I've also got the Wonder Woman one as well. So I'm going to have Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, the Trinity. There you go. Nice. Um, what about you, Rich? Any any abductions over the last week? Uh, no, but I have told, because I was uh, enjoying that Andromeda so much, I have told my girlfriend that she has to buy me uh, the entire uh, seasons of uh, the Kevin Sorbo Hercules show for my birthday. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a bit of fun, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like you, so, you... That, that will be an abduction soon. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, I love Xena, and I've got the Xena box set, and um, mm. that's a, it's a pleasure, man. Like, you go back, and I've watched. Uh, I'm into the second season, but I've watched every episode, and honestly, you forget just how much fun they are. Yeah, yeah are they fucking dated and cheesy? Yeah, but are they also just sure. fun? Like, you know, yes. are we allowed to have fun? Oh, but you know what's so so fun about this shit is is I. You know what's going to happen? You can. I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to go, "Oh my god, this person's in it before sure. they were famous, or before they found the name of that." I'll give you a perfect example. I, I've told this before, but um, Alicia and I we've been watching all the James Bond movies, right? Sure. And um, we watched Goldeneye, so we have to Goldeneye now. Oh, I love that movie. And Goldeneye is talking to, um, oh, not Goldeneye. James Bond's talking to the. Um, uh, the the Russian guy played by um, Col- uh, uh, what's his name Coltrane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie uh, Coltrane. The guy play yeah. Hagrid on Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. And in the background is this chick singing really horrendous. This Russian chick, and it's it's uh, Mimi Driver. Wow, really? No speaking lines whatsoever. Just singing badly and then like giving him the finger because he tells her to bug really? off because they need to talk. Wow. And I was like, holy shit, that's Mimi. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's been, that's what's happened to going back and watching these things. Like when I was like, oh my god, that's Dolph Lundgren. Oh my god, that's Benicio del Toro. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's so fascinating when you go back and watch old things because mm. then you you realize 
that person was in there. There were nobody then. Well, you know who turned up in um Xena? That that was it was um Carl Urban. Um, he, he he's in it a couple of times apparently playing different roles, but he he was in it, and I was like, is that Carl Urban? And I was like, pretty sure it was, and I IMDb'd it, and it was, which makes sense. He's a Kiwi, and a lot of you know it was filmed in New Zealand and stuff. So yeah, you you do see some faces that are quite familiar on Australian TV from that period, you know, like there's a lot of Kiwi actors and stuff. So that, yeah, there's a fair fair share of that amongst the generally playing the ruffians and the strongmen and all those kind of characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. The, the the characters that Zena beats up on a lot. Um, it's a really fun show, to be honest. Like it's a Hercules was fun too. I watched Hercules um, before Xena and then I switched to Xena. I watched but... them both, but Hercules was was more my favourite one. Sure, of course. Um, and, it, and, and I think Xena, I can't remember if Xena became the more popular one. Or if oh, it definitely Hercules did. Was no, no, definitely. No, de- in terms of rating, Xena surpassed it quite a Is lot. It? I'm going to actually yeah. look it up because it did. It, I'm telling you, Xena definitely. But 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 Hercules was the forerunner, and Xena starts in Hercules. And then she, yep. then she has her own show. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but Hercules did lay the path for Xena for sure. Um, so I'm sure you'll enjoy it, Richard. Now, I have a question, Richard. I know yeah. you hate Ahsoka Tano. I know you hate all the new Star Wars stuff, but mm. but, but I, I, I made a fantastic joke though. I know, but you can repeat it. I'll allow it. But um, so anyway, <laughs> we we got to the big reveal of Ahsoka Tano, which was the General, what's his name? Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn finally turned up. Now, this guy's been talked about like incessantly in Mandalorian season three and in Ahsoka Tano. So it was much anticipated. I've been telling Michelle, look, I liked it. I liked his coldness. I liked his look. I know you had some comments about the look. I liked his weird eyes. Um, and he has a very cold, impersonal way of talking and stuff. He, he, he's quite simpering, actually. He's quite just a cold person. Um, now, I want to get... But not without honour, actually, as well. Had a little bit of honour, more than I expected. I, I want to understand him more because, obviously, I haven't read any books. I know nothing. I, I, did, I know something, that he's the big baddie and he's super smart and stuff. Like, explain to me. But one thing I will say, he's, for some reason, and this annoyed me, he... He delivered his lines well, but it was like the audio was down, so it was actually hard to understand what he was saying. But what he was saying seemed very lethal. What I hope isn't is the is that he's not. What's the term in wrestling where someone comes on and they're like an easy beat? That's what I don't want him to be. A jobber. Yeah, I don't want him to be that. I, I actually think he should almost have sort of like a technical win to 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 kick things off to give because clearly he's the big bad. I don't want him to just to come on and get beaten in the first season. I want him to have almost like a bit of a win, really, like sort of. Um, again, if if they were smart, yeah. Um, if they were smart, then yes, he should actually like. Um, they should kind of be almost like a not necessarily a draw, but like they just escape. Yeah. Then and then if there's a second season, he should beat them in the second season. Mm. And then they can beat him or, or have a victory over him in the third season. But no, yeah, if he just if he comes in now and and he gets his ass handed to him by the end of this, I think that would suck. 
so she didn't then again what another waste of a fucking game. I, I get a feeling he might be a bit stiff of competition because I think they want him to be fucking around better be that's what he was in the com- in, uh, in the novels okay so just clue me in like his thing is he's like super tactical yeah and he's kind of like a bit without emotion is that right um yeah I mean he's a, he's a chiz so they they're a little bit more um colder uh technical all that sort of jazz you know they're not uh they're not here to play games. Um, right. uh, he's basically a tactical genius. Well, yeah, there um, was a good moment when um, when uh, he was talking to Sabine, who, and he was kind of saying to her, you gambled your whole galaxy on this fool's quest to find Ezra. Oh, by the way, Ezra seemed like a fucking clown. Um, can I just say, oh, I said to Michelle, wow, Ezra, ugh. I I wasn't a fan of the Ezra actor at all, at all. I thought he seemed like clownish to me, but maybe that's Ezra. I've only watched a few episodes of Rebels. Um, but anyway, so he, he made these comments to her and she said, you wouldn't understand to Grand Admiral Thrawn. And he, he looked at her with this really cold look and these weird eyes and then said, no, perhaps not. And I was like, that was a good sequence there. Like he almost was aware that like the emotional ties would mean nothing to him, you know? And there was, like, it was acted well, to be honest. I, I know you had a critique of the look. I don't even know. What's the look of the character in the comics? I thought it was sort of similar, but I'm no expert. Like, what did you oh, think? Oh, God, no. I, I mean, in the comics, he's much better built. Right. Um, okay. You know, he's, he's, he's solid. He's, he's a military officer yeah. you know, in the Navy, so he's, he's, you know, he's in shape, he's fit, he's much younger <laughs> i i haven't seen it but I, I saw pictures of it and i messaged you straight away and i said i, I can't decide if this throne looks like a middle-aged lesbian or elon musk painted blue yeah he, he did have an odd look he looked like you know what he looked like he looked like a sort of like for some reason british sort of sneering uh officer you'd see in some world war ii movie but painted blue that's what he looked like. Mm. It was like they've taken that template. Like, uh, fuck me, Disney can be very unoriginal. They've taken that template of uh, like a sneering, not necessarily evil, but just a sneering sort of snobby officer that you would see in like an English World War Two movie or something. You, you know the kind of person I'm talking about. And they've just painted that character blue and that's him. It was, it was and, and giving him weird eyes, which I actually think looked really cool. Um, no, I actually liked it. Well, all shits have those eyes. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked the look of it. Um, I, I enjoyed the Thrawn stuff because I was looking forward to it. The Ezra stuff, and like she, and Sabine's roaming around on this. Dude, really... Ezra is fucking annoying in the in the animated show. Okay, so. easy. Yeah, he's annoying in this. Too. He had no hope. Yeah, he's annoying in this, and that's what I remember. He was he was a bit of a hard pill to swallow in the animated that I recall. Um, that hasn't changed. Um, it's super annoying, actually, and the cutesy wootsiness of Disney make me want to vomit sometimes. Like the, there were these rocks. I really liked the the sort of mixture of a horse and a a wolf that she was riding on. I really liked the creature. I said to Michelle, "Can I get one?" She's like, "They're imaginary." And I was like, oh, "That's a shame." And um, but but they came across these creatures that were like, if you can imagine, like a imagine this, like a sort of insect re- character, but with a rock 
on its back and it masquerades as a rock, like camouflages. That's the race that Ezra's been hanging around with. So they're, they're like, Sidney Michelle, here's fucking today's Ewoks. You know, like little characters like roaming around, talking in their stupid language. You know what I mean? Like going for the cutesy-wootsy factor. Um, they had that, mm-hmm. and of course, Ezra's like best friends with those guys, and that, and you know, by some fucking miracle, um, the wolf sniffed out one of them who knew Ezra straight away and led them to the camp, and you know, we met Ezra, and it's just like, oh god, like these scriptwriters barely try. You know what I mean? Like, fuck me, they do the fucking bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, like no, seriously, like. And I'll apply that. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the scene in Force Awakens where Harrison Ford, Han Solo, is saying what he did in the years between, you know, Return of Jedi and this. And he sort of, like, gives you this fucking very vague one to two sentence explanation about smuggling or something. And, like, you're just like, wow, like, that's it? Like, that was the exposition, like... I was like, you just didn't even try. You just kept it vague and inconsequential and just really uh, the lack of effort in that scene always struck me and the lack of effort here. I mean, there was no effort. Like, literally, they, they bump into a rock creature who by some fucking miracle is, like, best friends with Ezra in the whole planet, Richard. Like, <laughs> And we're just supposed to just swallow that down. And then we saw Ezra, and he looks like some sort of fucking, like, hipster hippie is the only word I can use to describe him. He's got, like, that hipster sort of goatee and beard and the unruffled, you know, the shaggy hair. And I was just like, I hate this guy so much. He looks like the exact kind of guy that I just roll my eyes up to. And two, he... two, two Ezras we don't like. Yeah. And um, so... Listen, kiddies out there, don't ever name your children Ezra. Yeah, please don't. Um... Yeah, but anyway, so that was that. Look, interesting episode, and Thrawn was interesting. Like, I, I enjoyed Thrawn. I saw, I saw some people were complaining about it, but I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I know Thrawn by extension of hearing guys like Jimmy talk about him so much and you talk about it so much, and I kind of know the basics of what he is. I've not sat down and read the books, but I get the character. Strategic genius who was elsewhere during the war who has a big fleet. There was a cool scene, actually, where... Um, the, these um he he's sort of in league with these witches and he's he's been trying to get back to um regular space. Hang on, can I just ask you a question because you've been answering it? So where they've been, does time move differently? Uh, I know, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Oh, because when Ezra fought Thrawn and the two of them sort of disappeared, mm. but they've been looking. Ezra would have been like I don't know thirteen. 14? No, he's not 13 or 14. He's more like... Yeah, yeah but that's my point. If, if he's come back now and he looks like he's like... 20, in his 20s, almost 25, 30. 25, 26, I'd say. Then how come Ahsoka and Sabine have an age? Why hasn't Thrawn aged? I don't know. Well, it's kind of hard to tell what his age is, man, because he's under all this blue makeup. No, but, but you know what I mean. Like, if that much time has passed for him to go from like a 13-year-old... Yeah. Like let's say if ten fifteen years have passed. Well, it has passed because we 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 know some of the time. Why, yeah. why is no other character aged? Well, that's <laughs> the, what man, I'm trying the to magic say. of like, TV, man. You know, like well, Sabine's aged a bit. Huh? Sabine's aged a bit. 
Not really. Not not from yeah, not from the cartoon show that I've watched. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like it's weird that they age him up that much. He seems to be aged up. Like although, I mean, how old's Sabine? I mean, she's probably twenty five. I think Sabine, when he disappeared, I think she would have been maybe like nineteen twenty. Well, she looks like she's in her mid twenties. You know. Mm-hmm. And he looks maybe... It looks like more time for him has passed than other people. That's what I'm saying. Well, I remember him as like a little kid in Rebels. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I did. I don't, I don't know or care that much. But I don't think that that was explicitly said. Now, my point was there's a part where they're saying they're going to send out two patrols or something, and the woman says, shouldn't you send out more? And he goes, our numbers have dwindled in our time here. Two will suffice. So... Although he looks impressive and his stormtroopers look cool, and they've he's got one that's got a weird faceplate that I've never oh, seen. I saw before. that. That looks so stupid. Yeah, I didn't like it either. I agree with you there, Rich. I, I really didn't enjoy that either. That was actually a negative for me. Also, for some reason, Rich, um, his stormtroopers have a lot of like battle damage on their suits and stuff. I guess it's saying that they've been away from home for so long. Um, but again, I don't remember him disappearing with a whole bunch of stormtroopers. That's weird. He's got tons of them, man. Heaps. He's got like a legion. There's probably a little bit of retconning happening. He's got a legion. Dude, he's got a legion, man. He's got a legion. Yeah, but again, I'm just going to assume that they're going to say, oh, probably not many people watching. Like the normies didn't watch the cartoon show, so we'll just change some things. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck it. Why not? Like, you know, like let him have his legion, man. That's the lost legion. He's going to lead the empire back. Uh, is he evil, Rich, or is he just more kind of like a strategic genius? Because he doesn't seem that evil. He seems a bit more. Um, no, he's he's pretty he's pretty bad. Like he's he? okay. not. Um, like he's not afraid to punish people to make people suffer. Okay. <laughs> um, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah, he's he's got a bit of a cruelty in him. Okay, which is, you know, obviously David's responsible. Does he, yeah, does he have some honour when it comes to, like, the war and all that sort of shit? Yeah, but he's also not opposed to, like, kicking someone when they're down or... or I'm, I'm or, sort of starting to rate this guy pretty heavily. I'm starting to... Like, he would be that guy, okay, like, you, you could see it as a tactic, you know, like, when a sniper wounds someone and yeah. leaves him out in the open? Like, you might say, that's horrendous, you know what I mean, to do that, like, it's psychological. Yeah, he, he, he would do that, like... He, he would cut your hamstring, leave you there, and, and let you suck your friends into the trap and all this. Lead out stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Well, I like him. I think he's cool. Um, as usual, Dave's going for the bad guys, even though I don't necessarily think they're that bad. You know, I mean, the Empire was their stabilizing force in the galaxy. You know, these fucking mm-hmm. rebels tore it apart. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, he doesn't like Jedi. He he got the shits when Sabine was there. He was just like he had a real distaste for Jedi. Who's the actor playing him? Is he someone of note, Rich? I think he's supposed to be Mad Mickelson's brother or, or cousin or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mad Mickelson's brother. They couldn't get Mad Mickelson, but they got his brother. That's funny. That is actually hilarious, Rich. Um, yeah, Lars, Lars uh, Mickelson. Lars Mickelson. Remember, oh, Lars Mickelson. Well, this is Lars Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben Kenobi by the sand juice. <laughs> Wait till you meet Vaz. Nickel, Nickel, Nickel. <laughs> yeah, like, you got Vaz, Lars, and Vaz. And, and like, Vaz can play like his assistant to the throne. <laughs> they can have all of them in one scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can all play the. Well, that means, you know what? That means both of them have been in Star Wars, though. Wasn't Mars Mickelson like some sort of like 
He was in Rogue One. Scientist he the, or something, yeah. Chick's father or whatever. He, he's the one who built the, um, the weakness into the, the Death Star. He built the Death Star, but he built the weakness in. Wasn't that it? Yeah. Yeah, what a fucking retcon that was. That was a pretty shit retcon. Like, oh, I built the weakness. Oh, but, but, you, but you know why it's kind of stupid as well? Because it's like, oh, I built this thing, but it's a one in a million fucking shot. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's fucking like, bullshit. It's not a very helpful fucking, uh, yeah. you know, weak <laughs> yeah. spot if if it's a if it's a you know one in a million chance of hitting it. Like, dude, it's complete bullshit. Like that's that's like I know. Look, guys out there, I get it. It's a fucking kids fantasy bullshit fucking thing. Okay, I get it. it's all made up. I get it, but I hate that for their stupid story. They've got to redeem the designer of the Death Star to, to make it. Oh, yeah, but I put a little weak spot in to give them a chance. It's like, you know. Well, but it's because so many, so many nerds were like, oh, it's so <laughs> stupid that the, that the weakness was in the, like, uh, event in the port badge. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my fucking God. Really? It's a movie. Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Like, yeah. the logic doesn't have to be air fucking tight for no. you nerds to, like, accept yeah. it. Like, oh, they're, they're just guys who take it too seriously. Let's fight. Like they're just they're just taking it that seriously. Like in my fucking vision, oh man, I just had a vision of just the Empire just dominating the whole galaxy and me just watching movie after. And by the way, you building something that massive, I can imagine a whole bunch of engineers doing something fucking stupid and not realizing. Yeah, but this fucker did it on purpose, didn't he? Didn't he do it on purpose? No, but what I'm saying is that when people argue, oh, what a stupid design, I'm like, dude, look at the size of that thing. Look how look how when people build a house, how they can fuck it up. True. Where they, they don't build something correctly. Are you really telling me something that massive? Some stupid engineer didn't realize he built a a floor well, or a fault into it. Come on, man. Put one of these fucking geeks in charge, and I bet you'd have a few fucking floors that probably wouldn't even like you'd probably <laughs> fall to fucking indoor and crash and burn and die. Um yeah, how stupid. Oh Rich, I've got something for you. Endor, it's a moon of Endor that, that he walks around, right? Is that correct? Yes. Thank you. Have they ever been to Endor itself? Is Endor Forest as well? Has that ever happened? That's actually a really good question. I can't remember now. Thank you. Well, some research for you for next week, Rich, along with your top 10 masters. I'm sure there's probably been like something, but there's nothing major that's happened on Endor, if that's what you're asking. Like there's been no like major event or anything like that on Endor. How are you feeling about Elvis right now? Is he going to hit the top 10, sneak in at 10? No. In fact, if you keep going, I'll probably push him down to 15. <laughs> oh, man. Poor old Elvis. The more you push, the further he pushes down. Oh, dear. Poor Elvis. <laughs> it's, it, it, when he was singing separate ways, he could have been singing about him and your fucking list going separate ways. Apparently. Not going to be happening. Uh, IDW, Rich, loses money again. Uh, they lost over $1.23 million in the third quarter of 2023, over a million more than the second quarter loss. Oh, right. So second quarter, they lost about 23000 Uh The company blames higher printing costs, um, uh, which cost over $300,000, which offset their only hit, the TMNT lost year's book, which made them almost a million dollars in sales. IDW has been kept afloat by the TMNT comic last Ronan, and its spin-offs never recovered from losing founder Ted Adams, who I know Chuck always speaks highly of, and hiring Milkshake Girl, who, Rich, you like to throw bombs at, I forget what her name is, Heather something, and, you know. Oh, uh, dude, I have to sometimes try to remember. It's, uh, Heather, uh, Heather Antos, I think Heather is Antos, name. yeah. Uh, IDW was hoping to produce TV shows of six of their properties, but with the strikes, they cannot hold that much longer. Overall, the company is on death's door. 
and will declare bankruptcy soon, an official Michael Kellishan prediction. I mean, it could happen. Uh, hope it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah. they've lost a lot of properties as well. You know, they've lost a mm-hmm. lot of properties. And um, what do they have now? They Do they have... Well, they did... They never really did much with Dungeons & Dragons other than archival stuff was their strength. Um, you know what it surprises me they don't do? A company like that? Push into, like, more book publishing. You know, like, get the license rights to D&D books and pump out D&D books. It's something like that. Yeah, but, like, but, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, but Dave, the problem is, is you have to pay to get the license. Like, their problem is, is they don't have stuff that they can sell the licenses of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? True, true. They they get the license. You know, they got to either pay or do a deal to yeah, get a license, license, whatever. Fee, yeah. But they don't. They can't license their own shit and make money and make TV shows. They got nothing to do. Yeah, like I can't there's nothing. Well, they tried. They have certainly tried. It's all been fucking flops and shit. Yeah. But um, because yeah. that stuff has been crap. But they don't have any leverage. They got nothing that they can. And it's such a shame because um, um. Fuck, man, I'm drawing a blank now. You're right, don't worry. I mean, um, I think that would be basically actually had stuff where they could have yeah. yeah, got stuff like TV shows, cartoons, movies, but they completely fucked that pooch. Yeah, well, they got the outside money and looked ready to go and then just completely just failed, like, when it mattered. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they did look like they were ready to be the company that would, would actually do that and, and push and... Funnily, it's funny how many companies fail on the the first hurdle of that, isn't it? It just shows you how much money they you've got a sort of debt you've got to take on to launch a movie franchise and stuff like Blood. What's it called? What's it called? Blood. Is it called Blood? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Yeah. So Bloodshot. They had all those plans. Bloodshot came out disappointed. It wasn't considered the worst movie, but it didn't set the box office on light or anything. And I'll be honest with you, it wasn't a bad movie. I think what hurt it was was um, having um, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like, no offense to Vin Diesel, but they should have got someone else because the, Vin Diesel's too tied to, mm. in my opinion, Fast and Furious and, um, and, and after that, um, the Riddick stuff. Like, I just don't... Yeah. People are, again, people are not rushing because it's Vin Diesel. No. People are rushing because Fast and the Furious is a fucking spectacle to yeah. behold. It's not, it's not like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Vin Diesel in the next Fast no, and the Furious. No. It's more like I can't believe to see what fucking stupid shit they get up to in the new Fast and Furious. Well, yeah, and, and, but my point was as well, like, so at the very first hurdle, they failed, and then it was all over. Like, Well, they, the, the, also the problem was that they waited too long to strike. That iron was really hot when they relaunched, mm. and it was going gangbusters, and it was super popular, and their books were taken off, and I think that would have been the time to mm. to strike to to try and get something done and whatever. But they waited until it started to be in decline, kind of thing. Yeah. And then by then it was too late because people were like, oh, but you're not as popular as it used to be. Or I, like, I, so I think I, you're a fighting a losing battle here because oh god, yes. their own pro- their own as you say their own uh, IPs, if you want to call them that, uh, non-existent to minimal, you know. And then the licensing thing hasn't worked out. Oh, look, it worked yeah. out for a long time, but they lost key license. They lost GI Joe. But also, but, but also, no offense, but the people that they've they've paid or, or who are trying to do like get licenses stuff with it's people like Mags Visaggio and mm. and all that sort of stuff. I'm sorry, no one no one cares about their shit. Like it's true. you know, you well, don't have a name attached to any of your your. 
the licensed stuff you do, or your own property. Like, no one cares about it. They also seem to have, like, sort of, like, I I hate to be this guy, but it feels like they lost key licenses, and and some of that is just it went elsewhere, more money was offered, blah, 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 um, with G.I. Joe especially. Um, And then, as you they've invested in the fantasy of the, the mythical readers who just want everything sort of... I don't know, not just cutesy woodsy, but just like it's that it's 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 that almost I almost would call hipster comic book sort of fantasy audience. Like it's 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 not huge audience. Like and they've invested. It seems to me a lot in that kind of stuff. Um, that just doesn't resonate with like a lot of readers and with the price of comics and. You know everything else, but, and... but not just that. Like, like okay, I growing up, right? I love Darkwing Duck, right? Sure. I thought it was hilarious. It was fun, but never once did I go, "Man, I wish there was a comic of this." <laughs> you know, and there is, there is a comic, and hey, good on for the people that want it. But that's what the problem is. That the problem they have is that again, Sonic the Hedgehog is it a big property? Yes, uh, people love the games and all that, but. I don't know if there's that many people that are screaming for well, a Well, there wasn't in the 90s, now, there was, you know. No, no, no. I understand people wanting a Sonic cartoon, mm. like, and, and a movie, but a comic, I just, is there that many people just, like, really hankering for a Sonic the Hedgehog comic? There sure is, but not enough, is my point. Like, not enough to carry it. Well, yeah, like, I, I, I almost, see, I would almost think the answer is yes to that question, but... Then it's well, all about not, well with two movies that have done well, but it's also about how how you do it because I can tell you there was a very successful Sonic the Hedgehog comic in the nineties and two thousands that for a long time, um, it, it was it was a it was a big seller. So part of it though is is their execution. I've looked at a lot of IDW comics. I look at the weekly releases that come out each week, and so much of their stuff just seems very average you know like just it's the only word i can use to describe it like they don't get the best artists um they have a lot of time material that i don't feel they're putting like a lot of effort into you know what i mean like so they get a lot of stuff so they must pay out a lot in terms of licenses to get a lot of it's sort of time material like you said darkwing duck that's the exact kind of thing they do but i don't feel they do it a, a, like a good service, if you know what I mean. I, I actually believe that their, their, their problems are both their planning and their execution. Like, it's both, you know? Um, oh, I agree, yeah. Just my assessment. I mean, I'm no expert on IW, but, I, but it, like, there was a period of time when that guy was running it where I think he ran a really tight ship. Like, that G.I. Joe stuff is fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, it's really good. Um... And it was good for a long time, and he and he did the whole backlist, and they handled turtles really well as well. Like they're saying, turtles is propping them up now. Well, they handled turtles well, you know, for a well, lot. Well, not turtles, only the last Ronin, I believe. No, no, no. But they had turtles before that for a long time. Oh yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, they have handled stuff well. But I, I actually, I know you're sort of being hyperbolic, but I think that they went down the rabbit hole of try to appeal to that mythical sort of PC central cutesy wootsy, you know, blah, blah, blah reader. And there's only 
a small selection of those. Unfortunately, those people don't save comic book lines. You know, they just don't. Mm. They just don't show up in great numbers at all because they're just there's not a huge amount of them in the first place, and certainly not a huge amount of them that seriously want to spend serious cash on comics. Like I'll be honest. Like let's be brutally honest, Rich. They're not a cash rich demographic. You know. In general, it's because yeah, it's well, what I mean by that is they're not a large demographic, you know, and mm-hmm. it just feels like like it's all well and good to have a couple of books that do that kind of stuff. I'm all for that, but I just feel that they've really let themselves down, and some of it's market dictated, um, and some of it's just bad planning, really bad planning and poor execution. And I, I mean, well, again, it also doesn't help that I don't know. Like, Sonic's also, again, when you talk about something like a Sonic and all that, like, mm. it's also been very um, up and down in the games. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I think probably over the last couple of years, they've probably had more misses than hits, sure. which can affect mm, your comic sales and all that sort of stuff. Because that's also the problem when you are when you're the one producing other people's licensed stuff. It's all dependent on their license still doing well. Yeah. Um, in the shit that they're doing. Because that will affect the stuff that you're doing and how well that's going to be. So if, if, if Sonic has a couple of bad games and it turns some people off, mm. you might see a dip in the in, in the comics or something like that, you know what I mean? Or vice versa, you've got uh, G.I. Joe's, but you put some idiot wanker on the title who hates America. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's not... What a clown that guy was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of probably bad decisions. Some in your stuff. hands, some out of your hands, but yeah, that's why you've got to manage the stuff you can uh, handle like that are in your hands better because that will help balance the shit you can't control. True, man. That that guy, uh, I don't want to spend any more time on him, but he fucking pissed me off. That that guy who, I'll never forget that guy. He, that fucker who was like, I hate America. I'm running JoJo, and I was just like, you're a fucking loser. Like, like uh, it just hurt my brain. You know what I mean? Like he was he was desecrating on the flag and stuff, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" You know, who the fuck gave him GI Joe? Some clown. He's probably just angry because his parents named him Aubrey. Well, whoever he was, man. Like, but but just like if he if he if it was just a gig to him, I get it, dude. I get it. Like he like he doesn't need to be the world's biggest GI Joe fan. I understand it, but you don't say that. When you get yeah, but, the but but respect the fans of GIO. Well, that's right, Richard. If and, but gonna, if, but if, if it was just gonna, a if you're going to take the job, if if he was a professional, he'd he'd come in, do a little bit of research on the GIO franchise, you know, the get up to speed, and pump out some good action comics. Like, I don't feel I'm asking for too much. You know, I feel like I'm asking for the bare minimum of what I expect. Instead, he gave a fucking monologue about how he hated America. And I was like, and was seemed surprised when people, G.I. Joe fans were like, fire this fucker, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it was just so bizarre to me. And also, can I say, around that time, the G.I. Joe comics took a major slump, a major fucking slump from where they'd been only a few years before, you know? Mm-hmm. That, like, it was, it was like, I picked a few up and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, how have we gone this far in quality, and the art was just, not talking about Larry's comic, it was all the tie-in stuff, and the art was just terrible, Rich. Like, it was, it was, it was amateur hour, man. <laughs> it was amateur hour, dude, and, and, and Davey wasn't happy, you know what I mean? 
And then you turn the page and Aubrey Citizen, and I still think it's a fucking joke that his name is Citizen. Like, I know it's spelled differently. <laughs> I would have expelled this fucker. Um, was there shitting on the states and the US and stuff and, like, you know, hating on the soldiers and whatever else he was doing. And it was just a clown in general. Mm. And, you know, none of, like, it's all bad. Like, it's just, that's where I think, look, I get it. When you're working in, in, in corporate and stuff, people, you, you get bad employees. I get it. You, you get fuckwits. But I think the problem is that a lot of times that's internal. Do you know what I mean? In a corporation, like not most people, they're not doing press releases about their shit, whereas this guy was. You know, he, he had a, he had a, what do you call it, like a conduit to the fans. And so his his inane sort of like meanderings were, were totally there on Twitter for everyone to see. I saw them, and it's like, wow, this is just like a HR nightmare, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And I know what happens. I mean, of course, yes, it happens in 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 normal working and stuff. Like people do right on Facebook. Like, oh, I work for Company X. I fucking hate them. They're the worst. Like they're stealing, you know. But you know what I mean? Like that that kind of info dump where you're like, wow. Um, that, that, that that's a view, but this this guy was just like no self awareness at all. He was just he was just like I'm just gonna hit him where it hurts. And it's like, dude, if you wanted to be shocking, you should have written Joe Joe for like ten years and then come up with that when you got your next gig just to like shit on the face. If you wanted to be that guy, you know what I mean. But instead, he did like his first day on the job. So well done, you failed. I hate him. I said I wasn't gonna talk about him, but just the machine. <laughs> well, you failed on the that. fucking mention of his name. Annoys Rich. This was interesting. Daredevil season one showrunner Stephen Denight, who also was involved in Smallville in season six, at least because I've said his name several times, criticized Disney for its upcoming Daredevil Born Again show. Um, he says it's an old Disney scam where they slightly rename a series to reset contract terms. Needs to be addressed by all the guilds slash unions and crushed. He's referring to essentially by changing the name and stuff all the deals revert back to the first season deals, like in terms of salary and stuff. So interesting. I mean, it also has been a few years since Daredevil. So that would be the Disney's, you know, it's not like Daredevil was out last year and they've renamed it. Yeah. But yeah. And also, I don't, yeah, but, but this is what they did with Star Wars as well. Like, mm. you know, I mean, yes, obviously they do, they want to be, Sadly, do they want to be paying other people for the work that they did before they bought it? No, sadly not. I wish they did mm. because the shit they came before is definitely better than what Disney pumps out. Mm. But it's nothing new. This is what they do all the time to to make it theirs, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, even if it is built on the backs of others, that's just that's just what they do. They've done it every time they've bought something. Exactly. Um, Tim Burton commented on the usage of his Batman and Superman in The Flash. It was quite interesting, actually, his comments. Um, he was quite vehement. He says, it goes into another AI thing. I'm over it with this studio. They can take what you did and culturally misappropriate. Even though you're a slave of Disney or, War nor War or Warner Brothers, I'm in quite revolt against all of this. Um, yeah, Tim Burton's been quite... Um, in recent times, quite sort of scathing in his commentaries, actually. Um, and he's still... I, I, I only half agree with him, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, okay, look, like, you didn't create Batman. You didn't create the Joker. Like, they paid you to do something. Sure. Um, and they are, look, they are well within their rights to, to, to do what they want with it. Now, 
I would hope that they asked Nick Cage for his um yeah like uh, his what, what what do you want to call it um approval or whatever like this right yeah yeah like that that the, they approached him and said hey we want to use you mm. you know is that cool uh, now do I wish they had done it better fuck yes mm. you know I don't, I don't begrudge them for using it. Uh, I definitely, I definitely begrudge them for, um, for doing such a piss fucking poor, yeah, uh, job of it. That is for for sure. But he made it for them. Like, mm. I'm sorry, like they they own it. Mm. Like they are well within their rights to, um, to use it. They own it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, on that point, I don't agree with him. Like. Mm. Um, do do I agree that they've bastardized it and and fucking made it awful? Hell yes, like completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been kind of fairly consistent in that view. Um, yeah, I don't know. I look. What, look, are, look, what are you going to do? We can't. We, uh, as much as look, we do rail against companies, we have to give them some rights. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we can't keep saying no, no, no. It's always the artists. It's always whatever because you know. Everyone wants to run their own business, and I fucking would hate to be have to be holding to every fucking artist or whatever. Like, I would like to be able to have some fucking say and mm. whatever off the shit that I own. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. do yeah, do I agree in compensation? Do I agree in in doing what's right and looking after the property? Hell yes. But also at the same time, they've got to have some rights to the property that they own. Well, let's face it, they're in, they're in no danger of not having any rights, which is... No, just, but, no but I'm saying if they want to make a movie and they want to use the Tim Burton Batman or the Tim Burton Superman, mm. they they paid for it. Like, yeah, they paid yeah. you to, to create that shit, even if they didn't use it, they still kind of own it. Like, Yeah, like, in fairness, I, I, get, I get what you're saying there. Um, yeah, I, I think my problem is more to do with if they're going to do that, who's getting paid? Like, did Nick no, Cage... No, again, that's what I said. Like, uh, yes, you created that Superman, and as long as they asked Nick Cage if it's okay to use his likeness... Yeah, um, but I but... guess it goes deeper than that, though. It goes into, like, I don't know, like, um, what was Tim Burton's deal? You know, what was the guy who designed the look? I don't know. Was it Tim Burton? I, don't, I have no idea. You know, that look of that famous picture with Nick Cage with the long hair, which they clearly took for this... Um... Yeah, but again, he didn't own that anyway. Like, the Superman suit he doesn't own, nor does he own the mullet. Like, that's already in the comics. Like, yeah, they own I guess, that. I guess. Yeah. Interesting, though. Look, if he, had, if he had designed some sort of original Superman costume mm. that was never seen in the comics, yeah. like some new look, yeah. then yes, I would say, hey... He he designed that new costume for you or that new look. Mm. He should get some, you know, uh, uh, kickback or, or, or royalties. But he didn't. He just created the the yeah. Superman look from Death of Superman, like or after the Death of Superman, like yeah. or the Return of Superman. He doesn't own that. He doesn't own that. True. That's true. It's true. I mean, yeah. I I almost wonder if it's like I get his basic point, but it does feel like this yes. is a fairly weak argument. Um. Yeah, and again, I, I agree with him that what they did was horrendous. Mm. Like what they did with the with with that and 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 his indication was it horrendous and and like an abomination? Hell yes, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I'm not defending that at all. <laughs> That's funny. It, yeah, it, no, well, dude, it was that CG was so no, bad. That was bad. Yeah, like, we, we watched it, it again was recently. So bad. It was an abomination. No, we we watched it again recently, and it it it's really bad. 
like it, 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 it you actually see it and you're like oh wow that's that was that was <laughs> worse that's, that's, it, it was worse than oof. i remember do you know what i mean like when you see something and you're like oh wow that was actually for some reason at home it looked even worse you know on our tv i was just like oh that looks really poor actually now that i'm mm-hmm. now that i'm seeing it i'm like yeah that was that was not good um and yet, you know, they ticked it off, man. They were like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is good to go. Which is, that's the part that I always find so fascinating that essentially, like, we've got eyes and they've got eyes and such poor product. Like, because that could have looked really cool. Like, forget about Tim oh, Burton's yeah. fucking whining. You know what I mean? Like, you could have made that look so much better than what it looked like. Um,. But they didn't. They just sort of like half did it. Like I will say Christopher Reeve and whatever the woman's name is um, that plays Supergirl, when they flew down, it did look very waxworks, like Madame Tussaud waxworks, but it looked a lot better than Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is, looked really bad. On on the rerun viewing well, I had. Well, where, where they were lucky is they had way more footage of Christopher Reeve than and the chick playing Supergirl. Whereas yes. other than some of the test screenings, they had nothing really to. But to be fair, they've had there's tons of material of, of Nick Cage. There's so. so much. There's so fucking much, and well, that's all I'm saying. Like, and I'm not saying Christopher Christopher Reeve. I thought, and and Helen Slater, I believe her name is. I, I thought they looked okay. Did it look a bit <laughs> fake? Did it look a bit waxworky? Yes, but it looked a lot better than say Princess Leia in Rogue One. Yeah, but again, you know, this is also the problem is. We would have known who it was even if you kept it a little bit more concealed and in shadow and uh, a bit darker. We would still got it, and it probably would look better. But they really wanted you. It's, it's them, and you're like, yeah, but it looks horrendous. Like, you know what I mean? You should have you should have uh, um, obscured it a bit more, obfuscated it. You know what I mean? Where we 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 got who it was supposed to be, but we didn't get this fucking. Um, what, what do you want to call it? This is wax museum. Yeah, it was very you know, wax museum. Uh, puppet yeah. kind of, you know, weird. It, it didn't CG. look that bad. Like they didn't look that bad. Um, I, I thought it, they looked super fake. Is the problem like they just did. really fake? They did. They did. I know. I know. Uh, now Tarantino agrees with you, Rich, about most Marvel actors not being stars. Uh, Chris Evans said in NUG. Cube profile that he agrees to an extent with Quentin Tarantino's recent comments that Marvel killed the movie star. He said, the filmmaker said last year, people go to see Marvel movie because Captain America is a star or Thor is a star, not because they want to see Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth. Evans somewhat agrees. That was the beauty of working on Marvel films. You never really had to be front and centre, even in your own films sometimes. Quentin Tarantino said it recently. I was like, you know, he's right. The character is the star. You're there, but you don't feel the burden of it. I mean, I yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, they like well, that, that's well, that's what I've always said is that like again, people love Loki, but they kind of you know, and people go, oh, but they love Tom Hiddleston, yeah, but they love his his take on Loki. They love like when he's Loki. Like none of them, I don't think, went out to go watch the fucking Kong movie that he was in. No, you know what I mean? True. Like you know, and and again, what? Oh shit, he was in a, a Del Toro movie mm. that that we watched. That didn't like gangbusters. Oh, was that the colour on the shape or something? Was that it? No, no, no. It was... Uh, the shape of water. Crimson Peak, I think it was. Oh, Crimson Peak, yeah. I, I have not seen that. Was it any good? Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It was actually it was pretty good. But again, it didn't, like, you know what I mean? Not all these Tom Hiddleston fans didn't go and, like, yeah. m- make it a massive success. And that's and that's why I think, like, 
They love him as Loki. Mm. But that's it. Yeah. As long as he's Loki, they love him. If he's something else, don't care. Yeah. He's not Loki. (laughs) Yeah. He should do a series of movies, a character super similar to Loki, like a god of mischief, but not called Loki. (laughs) Maybe that's why Ryan Reynolds plays the same character every movie. He's like, like, I'm giving people what they want. They can see Ryan Reynolds in every movie. Do exactly the same thing almost, but just don't call it Loki. Um, this so next week we my Mortal Kombat review. But uh, Ed Boon wanted every fighter in Mortal Kombat one to be played by a famous actor with Keanu Reeves as Kenshi. Um, I don't think it happened, but that's what he wanted. Rich, um, it'd be interesting though if you if you got an actor to 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 get their likeness for every character because it would have been interesting to see who they would get for what. Like uh, I can actually see Keanu Reeves actually. He he kind of looks like that uh, Kenshi. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, it. But it'd just be interesting again. And Van Damme, uh, they use his likeness for a skin that yeah. you can make him join a case. I'm like, yeah, okay, great, because that would have been the thing from the start. But it'd be interesting, like, okay, who would you get for Luke King? Would you get someone dead or alive? Wait, you know was, what I mean? Was, did did he play Johnny Cage at some? Well, no, he was in Street Fighter, wasn't he? That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. yeah, Street Fighter. He was guy awful. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I knew <laughs> was, I knew he was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was guy. That's right. Okay, but he is in Mortal Kombat 1 as one of the fighters, is he? Jean-Claude. Well, there's a special skin that you can, I don't know if it's unlock or buy, mm. where you make Johnny Cage look like um, okay. Van Damme, and I believe he even has Van Damme's voice. Cool. Well, that's cool. Um, Take 2, the parent company of Rockstar Games, has officially confirmed the development of Red Dead Redemption 3, the next title in the beloved Wild West action-adventure franchise. Well, thank God. Um... And he even compared it, the franchise, with the likes of James Bond. He said, "It's really, really if it's really, really great, it will keep going. I don't know if you saw it. I just saw the new Bond film, and that was great. You would like every franchise to be James Bond. There are a precious few entertainment franchises of any sort that fall into that category, but they do exist. And I think GTA is one of them. I agree. I think Red Dead is one of them. Arguable. NBA is obviously one of them because the game will continue to exist. I mean, that was a stupid comment, the last comment. Like, NBA... Like, is he talking about the EA NBA games? <laughs> is that what he's talking about? Uh, I mean, maybe? yes. Yes, I'll continue to exist because the, the sport continues. Like, FIFA. It's like, yeah, it's a franchise, mate. Like, I could name franchises, like game franchises. Assassin's Creed. They've pumped out plenty in that franchise. Um, That's true. I, You know you know what I mean? Like, I, I he's trying to... He starts off with like what he thinks are like super high quality and then it just comes down to the new FIFA game that comes every year. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like NBA, okay, yeah, sure. But it's not meaning it's good or anything, just they're pumping it out. Like, fuck, I don't know, whatever, man. Focus on Red Dead Redemption 3. Make it a bit more fucking exciting, please. Because Red Dead Redemption 2 story is a slog. Like, it's a fucking whoa, slog. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Yeah. It is. Whoa. I love the game. No, it's a slog if you keep getting distracted by all the side shit. That's me. But uh, no, 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 mate. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a phenomenal. Really? See, that's what I don't get with you, Rich. Like, you complain about everything, and then you get a slow game, and you're like, that's phenomenal. And I'm like, man. No, 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 mate. Have you finished Red Dead Redemption 2? You know I haven't. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. That explains it. That explains it. Finish it, and then you'll be like, shit, now I I get it. I like the game. I've put a lot of hours in, but... No, 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 no. no. Finish the story, and when you finish the story, as long as you've had no spoilers... Yeah, uh, no idea what you will you will go okay i get it now i understand why people love this like honestly if you finish yeah. the story in the game no. you'll understand okay i'll just give you a little clue about me when it comes to these games I, I honestly sometimes i'm just over the story i just don't care like i don't remember who anyone is i'm just constantly you know i'm doing so many fucking side missions that i come in for the main story and i'm like guys i'm so involved in other stuff you know, you know what I mean? Like, what you're doing back here at camp, it ain't exactly my cup of tea. You know what I mean? I come back in, I shave, I do my hair, which I hate having to do, and, and like, all these fucking idiots want to talk to me, and I'm just like, God, I've got so much stuff that's going on beyond this camp. My life is so much more than you guys, and, like... You don't even really have to speak to the giving to the you the guys camp, money. You go back for the cutscene and then go oh, do what you want to do. Constantly going in and giving them money. It's just like fuck these guys. Like oh no 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 oh shit that oh okay so again that money mm. actually plays an important part at the end of the game. Well, I've given plenty. It's, that money again. You may feel like it's tedious. It's it a too. big part of really? the ending uh, story. Okay. Well, I've I've given my fair share. I'll tell you that much. I've given my fair fucking chair, Rich. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of any other game where I have to come in like some sort of fucking taxation on me. When you finish the game, you'll understand why there's so many people out there who say that Arthur Morgan is literally one of the uh, the, the best um, video game protagonists. Like, my eyes are rolling. Like, top five easy. Like, there's nothing wrong with the character. I like the character of the guy. It's Again, story. but you will okay. But what I'm saying is that when you get to the end of his story, uh, man, I just I can't even I I can't even explain it to you. Right, like, well, I guess we'll see. But I eventually get there. Uh, look, I like the game. It's a well made game. Like I love the gameplay and stuff. I just I just find the story a slog. You, you know what? Like, and but oh, shit. Do you know what's so weird? I've I've been watching stuff in this game which I didn't even like. You don't even notice, right? You don't even notice the detail in this game. There's a guy who is literally butchering meat, right? Yeah, I know the guy. In like yeah. in a cabin. But mm. if you actually sit there and watch him, mm. he's actually carving the meat. Mm. Like he takes it and he's literally slicing it. And then he scrapes it into a bucket and he takes another piece. He's lit- it's not just an animation. Mm. They've actually got him doing it. It's the same with the guys building the railway. Yeah. They are actually building the railway. They are yeah, hammering cool. in a pin that is cool. and that then is when cool. they finish it they literally move on to the next pin yeah, and they are cool. slowly actually and i'm like that's just mind-boggling they could have just put a guy there doing an animation it's good, uh, man. I, you yeah. know like that's good i agree that that stuff i i, I must admit i like that as well i, I, I just like they put so much effort into this game the gameplay is fantastic the story is wonderful well I, i'm sorry like I'm it's an all-rounder to... I'm glad to see, finally, for once, you're liking a good game. Jesus Christ. Like, the amount of times you've mentioned all these indie fucking shitty little games that no one's ever heard of. Indie? I don't play indie games. What the fuck are you talking about? These games, dude, that you mentioned that no one's heard of, like, you know, and suddenly, I forgot it. Rich, Rich, I'll say this to you. Seriously. You've impressed me with this stuff about Red Dead Redemption 2. I'd forgotten that you liked it, and you've just gone up a notch in my books, Richard. 
Dude, I'm literally confused now. I don't play indie games. I well, don't know what are you games, talking games about? Are I've you confusing me with someone else? Games probably games I've never heard of. But but suddenly, Richard. So hang on, so because you've never heard of yeah. a triple A game yeah. that makes it indie. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is, Richard, I'm impressed that you like Red Dimension 2. And I agree, it is cool how they do shit like that. It is a good game. I just. Dude, I love the Red Dead Redemption guys. I even love the original that wasn't made. I don't think it was made by them. Maybe it could have been. Even like Red Dead Revolver. I fucking loved that game back in the day. I love Red Dead Redemption. I love Red Dead Redemption 2. I cannot wait for 3, and I hope that they do a great job with it. Well, there you go. Guys, like by the uh, way, Red Dead uh, beats GTA hands down. Richard, well, why much do you, better. Why do you have to? You, you I've given you a notch up. <laughs> you were at the pinnacle. I was starting to like appreciate your words again after the Elvis stuff, and then you have to. I'm not even getting. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even getting involved in the debate because I love both games. Frankly, I love both franchises. I'm not getting involved in the debate. It's a silly debate. Now. Um, Speaking of games that suck, the Marvel Avengers game will be delisted and no longer purchasable. I believe that reduced... Yeah, you can buy it for like $4 yeah, or something. Yeah, I believe that is correct. Um, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, a huge leak of confidential Microsoft documents. Real Xbox has several more remasters that are yet to be announced. Uh, Bethesda's own Fallout 3. And Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Yeah, oh, but you know what? This leak has spoiled so many things. Apparently there's a Doom 3. Good. Um, there's Good. a bunch of stuff that's been spoiled. Then um, that now we're not going to be like surprised when there's a. Um, Who a cares? Game announcement, I couldn't give a fuck. Now, but it kind of, it's kind of cool to be like, oh my god, that's a Doom game, and now you're like, you've read it already. Like it doesn't dampen my excitement, but it sucks. That are we children? I don't like, get to experience that. But dude, seriously, there's going to be a Doom three. Like, firstly, fucking in other news, you know, water is wet. You know, like, you, you know, paint dries on walls. Like. We all know that another Doom game is coming. The first two yes, were Smash okay, Yeah, but Dave, it's like, okay, okay. Imagine you're like, you know, you, you're a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, a child. You know you're getting a birthday present on your birthday. Yep. But it's way more fun when someone gives you a gift and you're like, oh, my God, what is it? What is it? I get it, but we're not sure. Like, like, it would have been nice if they were having a game show, like a, a game <laughs> thing, and bang, a Doom 3 trailer yeah, came on. You were like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I just think that would have been a much better way of getting what, the news. Life's, than the life's news, worth what living I'm again kind of thing. Like, yeah, okay, fine. I I, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm ex- am I super excited still? Hell yes, as a dampet, but I'm like, I would have loved to have first known about it in a trailer. Well, like, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be happy to know this, Rich. I didn't even know the news until you said it just then. So for me, it is fresh news, and I am excited. Oh, you want it. would have been spoiled for you at some point when you read it. No, no, it, I'm, because... I'm, I don't care about spoilers. I often say that. I couldn't give a shit. Um, I'm the kind of person... Like, this is honestly how morally bankrupt I am. <laughs> I like, I will read sometimes whole Wikipedias of st- shit that happens in an episode of TV because I can't be bothered watching it. You know, or <laughs> often in Smallville, I get confused by stuff and I'm like, what did he say? Like, there was this thing that Clark said at the end of one episode. He said a word and I didn't hear what he said. And and I was I, I couldn't be bothered rewinding it. I actually hit Wikipedia and went to the end of the explanation for what he said. It was like now I feel better. Like I yeah I don't care about spoilers. Like you know maybe if it was something I really gave a shit about, like I might care a little bit. But uh, you know maybe a Doctor Who episode just come out that featured Tom Baker or something. That maybe 
that would be it. But Tom Baker's 90 years old, man. He's not going to be doing too much. You know, so the chances of me caring about anything, low. Very low. And Wolverine, that's a shame. Wolverine and Deadpool 3, yeah, that's something I care about. There you go. We found one. Wolverine and Deadpool 3. Listeners, don't spoil Deadpool 3 for Davey unless you want fucking Wolverine on your doorstep going crazy. Seriously. I will not appreciate that. If, if I wake up on the first day and some fucker's like, oh, you know, he got incinerated and there's a new Wolverine, I'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I Listen, mean? Uh, but, but hang on. If it, if it turns out to be Daniel Radcliffe, then you definitely want me to spoil it for you, right? No, I don't. Seriously, <laughs> don't even get me started on that, man. Like, you're already in the bad books for your Elvis comments. There's no need to dig your hole any deeper tonight. Like... You know, this Daniel Radcliffe... I have a shovel and I love to use it. This Daniel Radcliffe bullshit. By the way, I Googled that, and that's not a popular opinion about Daniel Radcliffe. That's a few people, man. Like... I didn't say it was a popular opinion. I just said people were pushing for it. Yeah, they can fucking push off, man. Like, um, Chris Pine got scathing reviews for his directable debut, Pool Man. One person who walked out of the screening was journalist Randy Jones, who wrote on social media... Chris Pine's directable debut, Pool Man, started off as a joke on the dead on the Wonder Woman 1984 set. Didn't know what the joke was and couldn't endure past the 40-minute mark to find out. In a way, two truly awful movies came out of Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> That's actually funny. Oh, wow. That is scary. <laughs> I don't even know what this movie is. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's supposedly a comedy. Uh, Skybound has already sold 153,000 copies of Transformers 1 in pre-orders. That's not bad. Um, okay. yeah, in pre-orders, that's pretty good. Um, Drew Barrymore has backed down and will not film a talk show. Bill Maher followed suit. That was not surprising. Um, if anything, I thought Bill Maher might have um, dug his heels in, but apparently he too acquiesced. Probably the right move. Um, did you see the thing Jeez. about Elon Musk? Uh, when when Grimes, who I believe was his wife, was doing the voice recordings for the cyborg pop star. I didn't even know she was the cyborg pop star. She played in the video game Cyberpunk 2077. He showed up at the studio wielding a 200-year-old gun and insisted they give him a cameo. Jesus. That's hilarious. It is hilarious. It also shows you what a gigantic fuckwit he must be. Um, and also <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 has a new downloadable uh, content coming out, I believe, uh, by next weekend. Um uh, Phantom Liberty. It'll be thirty dollars. I'm certainly getting it. Um, I plan. I, I mean, I love Cyberpunk. I, I I know everyone was fucking whining and complaining about it, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking awesome. Um, actually, yeah. What did you think, Cyberpunk versus Starfield? Was were they similar, Rich, for you? I still didn't play Cyberpunk yet, but no, I don't think they're similar at all. Okay, all right. Uh, Murder, she wrote. Uh, Pickett was planned for Fox on Thursday, so people were apparently cosplaying as Angela Lansbury for Murder, she wrote. <laughs> when they were really? when they were picketing, yeah, like what a callback, man! Like to one of the great shows of the eighties, really. Like, oh god, my sister loved that show, man. I oh, did. I I reckon probably for the first. I know it went for a long time. Probably the first six years of that show, I reckon we saw almost every episode. I can remember only a few because they were also similar, but um, it was just on at a time we were at the dinner table and it was just on and we watched it like week after week, you know? It was certainly a likeable show. Um, 
Taika Waititi uh, Star Wars movie is not moving forward. Confirmed by him. Oh, what a shame! shame. What a shame! We're all we're all shedding so many tears for that. Um, Square Enix, they're your Final Fantasy guys, aren't they, Rich? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've lost now. So according to this article, they've lost almost two billion in market value since Final Fantasy sixteen launched. Mm, which wow. is not because of Final Fantasy sixteen. Why is it? Because I know nothing about it. What? Why? It's because of uh, Avengers and uh, for, uh, Forsaken. What's it? Forspoken. Whatever the fucking hell they. they oh, did they do the Avengers game? game? Yes, I did not know that. All oh, right. So and look now, the issue is uh, Final Fantasy sixteen did fairly well. Yeah. The problem is it was also an exclusive to the PlayStation, which while it has a lot of consoles, unfortunately, this is one of the dangers of going. Yeah, exclusive yeah. is, you know, if you're making a lot of different games and a lot of them are failing, then uh, an exclusive is not going to help you, even if it's a banger, mm. because you're still going to not make enough money to cover the losses from the other games. So they, yeah, yeah, the Avengers game, they lost millions on that mm. Avengers game, that Forspoken game that came out where it was with that horrendous acting and you know, uh, shit that became a meme. That oh, that was the, money. the really unpopular game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, again, they've lost a lot of money. So it's not, it's not Final Fantasy sixteen that lost their money. It's the other stuff, and Final sixteen couldn't cover the losses for the shit. And are they a big enough company that they can absorb a $2 billion loss and just keep rolling? Um, probably if it's a once-off and right. they can sort of recoup. If it's a recurring, probably not. Because... Like, I mean, I played Final Fantasy back in the day, and I actually, to be honest, loved it. Um, those games, are are they still super popular, uh, you know, or have they sort of plateaued? I remember there was a time when they were like... The Final Fantasy games? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They're still super popular, man. Yeah. I, I, dude, I, I remember playing them, and I, I, re- I had a couple on console, and I really enjoyed them. I thought they were a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was very impressed when I played those games. Um, way back in the day, uh, you know, it's been a long time, but I remember thinking they were some of the most fun gaming I had at that time. You know, mm. um, yeah, they, they were their own thing. They, what are they called? They're Japanese, um, aren't they? Well, J- they're technically they called JRPGs. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember it. I always have fond memories of that. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, just can't believe you lose two billion. But Rick Remender uh, rejects Batman and X Men to sign an Image Comics exclusive, much like Ed Brubaker signed one. Um, yeah, he he Ed Brubaker signed one a while ago, has for a number of years. But yeah, three year exclusive contract with Image Comics. He certainly puts out a lot of content. Old Ed, um, old Rick Remender. He's always putting out new books. I wonder how they sell. You know. Yes, I would. I'd be very interesting to know that. Um, yeah, but it also goes again. It goes to show you that um, it's again. It's not lucrative to work for the big companies. Um, even more so now. Not like it was super lucrative back in the day, but it is even less so. Oh yeah. Well, um, I mean, he's been in like, Image for a long time now. It's for probably five years, yeah. six years. You know? But that just goes shows you that yeah. Like even now, once you make a name for yourself again, you don't need the big two. Yeah. True. Although I am excited if it's the next news item, and it ties into what you've been talking about. Batman and Superman will face their Kingdom Come counterparts in World's Finest mm. 20. Uh, marks the start of a five-issue heir to the kingdom that sees DC's biggest heroes encounter their rather more grizzled and world-weary selves when they cross over into another dimension. 
the alternative Earth-22, Batman and Superman are not the only heroes returning. DC also promises appearances from that acclaimed series War Hungry Wonder Woman and the return of Superman's prodigy Boy Thunder. So there you go, Rich. Um, sure, again, I believe they, they're implying that he's uh, Magog. Yes, you said that last episode. I, f- I found that quite interesting. I, I know Adam the Computer gave uh, in a big tick all the stuff that you were talking about. He was he, He's also reading it. And I've just put mm-hmm. a ton of it on my iPad, so I'm going to re- catch up. I'm, I, I, yeah. I, I read that first dark and was very underwhelmed, so I'm just picking up from it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I gave it another go because, um, the, yeah, it turned out to be much, much better than, like, because, yeah, when I read the first one, I was like, it wasn't terrible, but I was like, ah, you know, it's not, eh, yeah, yeah. pretty meh. Like, yeah. but then he just, yeah, he, like, he turned a corner. It's good. Uh, and then I started reading that. I'm like, okay, all right, now I'm, bo- now I'm on board. Now I feel like I'm reading comics again. Yeah, no, no. Well, good Mark Wade is good. You know what I mean? Like he, when he, when he's on, he's on. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting. Oh, I also mentioned um, to Tash. We'll cover the Dragon's Dogma two stuff next week. Um, there's a new trailer out. I want to really, really get into it and, and talk about it because you know it's one of my favorite games. We'll we'll save it for mm. next week. I was talking about Batman Off World, which is the Jason Aaron stuff um, that's coming out where he goes into space. And I'm more and more thinking I'm liking the idea. I'm going to ask Chad Dixon what he thinks of that concept, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You should get a guy who wrote Batman for such a long time to get just his take on the concept. I mean, the book's not even out, so we're only talking about the concept. Uh, Tash was, like, super down for it. Like, she's recommended me a couple of Batmans recently that I want to check out. Uh, I do on the show. Batman Fortress. Uh, Batman the World and 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 Gotham Year One. So I'm going to sort of structure those into into shows sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. And next week I should mention we're going to be doing the first ten issue. Well, the 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 ten issues that Chuck did of Batman and the Outsiders in about two thousand seven eight. Um, because I want to talk about it with him on the show. So I thought I'd, that's going to be next week. <laughs>
weekly comics, Rich. Woo! Now, first one up was Predator versus Wolverine. I this was exactly honestly. This was literally almost precisely what I would have expected from these from 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 Marvel. It's a, it's good. It looks good. Um, I honestly have to say that I liked this, but it was very much what I expected. Um, now, maybe giving people what they want is exactly what Marvel decided to do here. This feels like a pretty good standard Wolverine comic when he meets the Predator who acts exactly like the Predator would be expected to act. And, yeah, I liked it. I also liked the jump to the... Um, I was going to call them Task Force X, but whatever whatever they're called, like the Weapon X team. Um, what did you think, Rich? It's it's a mixed bag because sometimes it's I felt like it was good. Mm. Sometimes I felt it was poor. Mm. Uh, that goes for the writing and the art. Sometimes the art looked really good, and then other times I was like, "Oh Jesus, yeah, that was a bit, that looks like a bit of a rush page." Mm. Um, then uh, you could, if this is what they're doing, I should say. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but I was I, I thought he's had so many fucking brain traumas. Mm. Um, he could actually fight the Predator multiple times and not remember. <laughs> well, it, it seemed so like he had forgotten. He had forgotten the Predator when, when, yes. when he was Weapon X. So, yeah, what, what so he fought him when he was young, yes. and then then we cut to where, where it continues to the following issue where he's in Weapon X, and mm. now he's fighting them with, like, Maverick, Sabretooth, Mm. kind of thing and all that. I'm like, oh, this is cool, cool, cool. And then he'll probably fight it again, you know, again, after he had his mind wipe and he's escaped from blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this could be really interesting. The issue is, my God, this is the most talkative Wolverine I've ever come across. <laughs> In his head, I mean. Yeah. Like, he is monologuing a storm. And I was like, I don't, I don't even think Wolverine talks as much in his own head, does he? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just so wordy for a, a Wolverine like monologue, I kind True. of I was expecting something a little bit more basic, and that's why I say like I felt like the writing was like good in places, and then I was like, "Wow, oh, what are we doing here?" Yeah. And then again, the art was like, "Oh, that's really good," and then another page, I'd be like, "Oh God, that's what the hell happened there." In general, I thought so, the art was very strong. Mix, in general, I thought the art was strong. In general, you it know? was. But I mean, dude, even in the second page, look at the Wolverine on like I think it's the second page. It's a splash page of Wolverine. Mm. That's not good, man. Yeah. There's a splash page like his his hands are all weird they don't look right proportionally mm. like there, there's some oh, there was another one where the, the predator is like fighting and his feet look like flippers yes i saw that page that, and again so yes overall is the art good yes i actually think this person's talented but i feel like maybe some pages that was super rushed well or, the, the predator whatever, kicked, and they kicked don't something look good. the predator kicked something at one point, when it looked really bad, it looked almost yeah. like parody. No, again, the, this whole comic is—I'm going to give it like—I'll give it a six. Yeah, because I, I feel it's very up and down. Yeah, but it's not—it's not terrible. No. But it, it, the quality I just find is—is—is is, is, it peaks and dips, peaks and dips as you read. It. I agree. I look. I agree. As I was reading it, I was like, I was like, yeah, wow. It—it it wasn't as good as I would hope for. But it, I thought it might have been a lot worse because I feel like <laughs> I feel like Marvel these days, they're almost not capable of what you, you know. Back in the day, they would have knocked out a pretty fucking decent Wolverine versus Predator, 
you know, it might not have been winning an Eisner Award, but I guarantee you they would have put the effort in to make it at least a 7.5 book, you know? And it would have mm-hmm. been more basic. Now they have to try to layer in more stuff, which I think is a mistake. Um, but the basic concept execution is pretty good. I'd give it a 6.5 with possibility this series will go higher. I, and I do think overall the art is very strong, but it's let down at times by what feels like almost sketchy. In, in what is a really kind of like clean look and every now and then it looks really sketchy and I just like that scene where the Predator kicks something it did look like flippers it looks stupid now that's an artist's decision but someone's you know they're, they're sort of not covering that up in the inking or something something's, something's missing there um, mm-hmm. it's weird to have what is generally such a clean looking book kind of glaring what to me feels like kind of schoolboy errors, you know, from professional artists that just aren't cleaned up on the computers again, or something. Yeah. Well, again, this is the problem is that, like, it's it's errors. I think that it's a rush job and, yeah, there's no one to 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 fix it. Uh, I think back in the day, uh, artists used to, they used to be able to get another artist to fix up something sure. while they finished up and all that. I just don't think that's probably happening What's, what's hilarious to me is I reckon in the week this came out, this is probably the highest selling Marvel comic. You know, I, I, I uh, probably could be. I mean, Wolverine and, and Predator. Hell yeah! yeah. As I said a, to you, I mean, it's a, I, the fact that it hasn't been done before now is is quite literally shocking to me. Well, I guess Predator and Aliens were the Dark Horse had the must have had the relationship with DC because there was all those crossovers. You know. Oh, maybe, but again, what a waste! Like again, what a wasted. I mean, you imagine. Okay, I'm not saying Wolverine's not popular, but imagine Wolverine at the height of his popularity. Sure. Yeah, and you come up with a, a Predator one. Oh, 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 oh sorry, like, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Now, Benjamin Percy has been writing Wolverine for a long time. He does write a slightly more talkative Wolverine. I do remember Greg Rucker wrote a fairly talkative monologue Wolverine. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, but also, sometimes it's what he's saying that doesn't sound very Wolverine as I well. I know, I know. Too well spoken. It actually came across a bit whiny sometimes. A, a, a bit too eloquent, would you say? Yep, yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I think of... When I think of Wolverine, obviously, everyone could point to Chris Claremont and his portrayal. I also think a lot of um, Larry Hummer's Wolverine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably where my, my mind... Like, if I think X-Men Wolverine, yes, obviously I think Chris Claremont. But if I think of Solo Wolverine, I think of Larry Hummers. And Larry Hummers Wolverine, I don't reckon in a year, spoke as much as this guy internally, you know? <laughs> I reckon he could go whole years without, you know, serious levels of introspection. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Um, but also, again, as you say, sometimes also what he's saying... Yes. Like he comes across as like this really like um, almost like eco warrior yeah uh, type thing. Where I was like, I don't think like Wolverine is like very bestial and animalistic, but I don't think he's um, I don't think he's an eco warrior per se. No, I've ne- I've never gotten that impression from him ever. You know, ever. <laughs> but again, yeah, I mean, overall, don't hate it. Mm. No, no, I don't. I, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I'm probably being slightly generous, but, you know, it's enough for me to keep reading, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, then we come to a fun one, Action Comics 484, which is pretty basic. I mean, look, they blew this up to be much more than what it was. This whole thing about Superman marrying Lois. I was kind of like, well, what are they going to do with it? Essentially, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, what happens, uh, Superman kind of disappears through magic with the magician, or the wizard, or whatever his name is, and then um, he forgets that he's Superman, and, and Clark, you know, seriously makes a play on, on Lois, and they get married, and then it's so funny, Lois is still, like, suspecting he's Superman, and then she tries to cut his hair, and it's invulnerable. Um, and essentially, then they call the wizard, who's, like, literally on a, uh, like, what do you call it, like a um, like bench, like, homeless, because he's, like, I don't know, discredited, because all these people... No one believes me that I defeated Superman. Yes. Well, essentially, he killed Superman. They then bring Superman back. Uh, Wizard goes to jail. Um, Look, it's fun. Uh, Like, I also felt like Kurt Swan was deliberately... Would you agree? Deliberately drawing it more Golden Age style? It, it, It didn't seem to have his normal... I don't know, detail? Um... Would you agree with that, Rich, or is that just my assessment? Am I off base? No, I, I didn't. I didn't think that. Okay. Well, that was just. I, I just having read a lot of Bronze Age Superman, I thought the the art in this was was more basic than what I would imagine normally for Kurt Swan. And I thought that might have been a stylistic it's choice. A, well, it's also an oversized issue, so maybe he had to work a bit quick. Yeah, but I mean, it still like a Kurt Swan Superman. What's that? Sorry, it still felt like a Kurt Swan. Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. Um, I and enjoy. I like, in fact, uh, one one correction to you. Um, mm. Lois only started suspecting again when he was almost killed, but didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So it was. Uh, it, it was so funny because it's like, uh, yeah. So he basically gets reduced to ash or whatever, right? And mm. then. But then a clock can comes up, and the clock can's like, pow, pow, I'm a fucking hero, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're, we're taking down the bad guys, and he's doing, he's joining police on raids, and he's yeah, punching awesome. out criminals and shit. So they got to the point where, like, the 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 the, the, gra- the crime gang wants to kill him, mm. and he's busy swimming off the, the, they're on their honeymoon, he's busy swimming, his boat comes up, just, like, fucking shoots him in the back. <laughs> but he feels nothing, it just carries on swimming. He doesn't even realize this happened. It's awesome. Lois is watching and going, oh, my God. He's, he's gonna die, and she, yeah. And then he comes to me and says, Oh, hey, baby, I love you. And she's like, Not even scratching all that shit. He has no idea what's going on. No. And then that night, yeah, when, when they're sleeping, she tries to cut his hair and she goes, Oh my god, he is Superman. Yeah, he doesn't seem to fucking is he playing me? Is he gaslighting me? Like, does he not remember that he's Superman? I was just like, It's hilarious. And then when he gets his memory back and all that, he's still like, Hey, baby, you married Clark now, marry Superman, and he fucking flies off to the fortress and they they do a um crypto <laughs> so she married it's almost like marrying two different guys with like split personality or something which i thought was pretty funny i reckon that i'm right so this was set in the early 1950s i i i think i'm right that because th- th- this was set in the 1950s uh with the earth to superman but it was published in march 1978 now i have read a lot and I mean a lot of Kurt Swan Superman from this time period, and his art style is different to the art in this. So I think he was doing an homage. 
to a, a slightly earlier time period. I really do. I, oh, I could be. Sure. You could again. I'm not. I'm not saying. Not, I'm just saying I didn't get that. Well, didn't you feel the I art was a bit more primitive? I was reading it, but I don't disagree with you. Didn't you feel the art was a bit more primitive? I just feel it was. Man, am I the only person um, that, you know, is, no. is thinking this? Am I the only guy out there that's like, you know, I, I'm trying to find something on fucking online to support my argument, and I'm getting zero. I'm just getting nothing, Rich. I think I'm the only one who's ever uncovered this. Well, maybe you're the only one who spotted it, Dave. I think I am. No, I think I am. You know, you know, maybe, maybe. In all fairness, I think I'm the guy who's broken this story wide open in 2023. I think everyone else maybe. has been sleeping, just carrying on their lives, like day-to-day existence, not thinking big picture. I've read this and I've gone, this is an homage to Golden Age. And I, I'm stunned people aren't seeing it. And this goes to show the value of of journalistic research. I've been reading all these Kurt Swan, Bronze Age Supermans, I know exactly. I could do, I, I, I know in my sleep a 1970s Kurt Swan, you know, drawing. I know it in my sleep, Rich. And this was an homage to the 50s. Okay. I'll stake my reputation on it. Um, if, if only we had Kurt Swan on the record, if we could dial him up. I mean, there's the seance option. We've talked about it before. Regarding... Does he have a biographer? Track him down. Mm. Very specific question, though. You know what I mean? Like, they want they go big picture, these guys. They want to talk about the whole thing. No, 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 no. no. We're not interested in that. E- episode, issue, Action Comics 484. 484. Uh, take us through the artistic choices. Oh, can we just talk big picture? I could talk to him about the 60s or the 70s. No, 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 my friend. Um, we want to dial straight into these pages. Was it an homage to 1950s? And if he gives me, oh, I'm not sure, I'll have to check the notes. Come on, pal. I, you know, you're not getting another book out of it. This is this is trademark David Finn idea. Uh, who's alive? Who's alive that was involved? Terry oh, Ke- Bates. Um... Julie Schwartz is dead. Mm. Terry Bates is alive, but apparently living under a rock won't do interviews. Um, oh, that's a shame. He's deep cover. Uh, as we said, Kurt's one dead. Seance is an option, Rich. Relatives. But again... Uh, maybe do the relatives before the seance. Just, but just but a, again, just problem is so specific a question. You know what I mean? Like, unless, like, a why... Okay, you, you could... They could be like, holy shit, we've never been asked that before. <laughs> like, like, that's, the, that's the best question <laughs> we've ever been asked. You're the only I'm, person to ever I'm, ask I'm that question. I'm typing in Kurt's one wife, but I can't imagine she'd still be alive. If he... You know what I mean? Like, if he died in, like, the 80s or something, you know, uh, you know, could his wife... Like, she'd have to be, like, 120 or something. You know, is she going to be able to answer questions at that age? I doubt it. Let's have a look here. Let's let's try mm-hmm. to let's let's first we go straight to personal life. Uh, he doesn't even have personal life in his fucking um, you know, in his thing. Anyway, like Bastard. it's a question for another day. Um, but as of now, he died in '96. Okay, he during this period he married the former. Aline Brinkley, uh, this is back in the 1940s. <laughs> it's, 
someone in the 1940s rich, I don't think they're going to be alive still. I just don't feel good about that, do you? I just don't feel that's No, like, probably not. If you're married, if you're 18 and you're married in 1945 or 44, how old would you be, Rich? If you're 18 in 1944, how old would you be now? Uh, 65, 60 plus another uh, 18. So 65 plus 18. Um, 60, so 78 plus 18. Oh, it's not that bad. Uh, about 8, 95-ish, 4-ish, 6-ish, something like that. So, at best, if she was 18 in 1944, she's going to be in her mid-90s now, Rich. And that's if she was 18 mm. in 44. If. If. <laughs> Big, big if. <laughs> huge if. Huge, huge if. <laughs> and that's assuming, A, they stayed together, they're on good terms, and the, the, she even has any knowledge of what he was doing. Maybe it was just his job and she's like, oh, yeah, he's always drawing these fucking comics. At least they put food on the table. There's no, there's no certainty that she'd be across the details of individual issues to the extent that she could feel questions in the mid-90s, you know? Or possibly hundreds, Rich. She could be in her early hundreds or dead, you know? In which case, she's not going to be answering any questions at all. Correct. (laughs) Which means we're back to the seance then. (laughs) We are, man. Well, I actually like the idea of a seance, so I don't care. Of course you do. I couldn't give a shit. Like... We just need to focus our efforts. Like Gardner Fox, oh, I mean, that's a that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fucking long call. I've got a lot of questions for Gardner. You know what I mean? I might actually say, Gardner, whip whip the typewriter out. Let's let's punch a few issues out. You know? Let's let's punch it. I say, Gardner. He's like, yes, 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 young boy. How can I help you? And I'll say, um, Superman's in therapy. He's got PTSD. And Gardner Fox will be like, oh. Ho, ho, ho. Surely not, surely not. It's oh, impossible, but he's Superman. <laughs> he's Superman. Let me tell you a few stories about Superman. You've got a pen and paper. And and he could whip whip them into shape, man. You know what I mean? Like, imagine Gardner Fox, an undead Gardner Fox back at DC Comics, writing Justice League of America. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a pretty cool team. Yeah, it would be pretty cool, actually. Well, I think we've entered the realm of fantasy. Um... Trade of the week. <laughs> when are we not in that realm, Dave? Like, seriously. <laughs> Trade of the week. Your pick, Rich. Seven Souls of Victory. Frankenstein. I can say this. I, I actually, this is hilarious. I, I read, you'll be surprised by this, Seven Soldiers I collected in single issue when it came out because I was such a great Morrison fan. It cost me a fucking mm. bucket load. I actually regretted doing it because of the amount of comics it added to my pull list. I didn't realise, stupidly, that it would be so many comics. It was a, it was, it was, it was a lot of comics. Yeah, yeah. But I, I enjoyed them, but I never read them in full at the time, purely because it was just so many and it was just too much content. And I didn't really understand what was going on. But then, years later, I bought the two hard covers and read through them and really thoroughly enjoyed them. But I didn't at all remember this. At all. So, reading these four issues, I, I have a very vague memory. I may have sped read them. 
I read these before the show. These were so enjoyable, actually. And what was the comic recently that had Frankenstein that I said I really liked Frankenstein? He was in something like super recently. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he he popped up in the Superman uh, right. trade, the Tomasi one. Right. Yes, and so did the Bride as well. Yeah. You know Thank what? You. Again, I, I I'm I'm bringing this up. You might. I really actually. So, the to me, the best shit that came out of the New Fifty Two mm. was the smaller stuff. Sure. So they actually had a comic called Frankenstein, Agent of Shield, uh, Agent of uh, Shade. Okay. Who did it? I did really it? enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I I checked that out, and it's this character, yeah. Yes, it's this Frank, uh, this Frankenstein with the wife and cool and and, and everything and uh, the Father Time character. Except he's not a black guy in this one anymore. He's now his body is now in a in a little like ten year old girls. It's okay. hilarious. This ten year old girls like bossing the shit out of all these people. It's pretty hilarious. I I checked that out. I what I also liked about this one was that it was so. I I, re- I mean I like Grant, you know I've always liked Grant Morrison. Um, th- there was kind of like one shots almost. I know they tied together in the end, but I like. Yeah, it. basically, yeah. yeah. A lot of the seven soldiers were were kind of almost loosely joined mm. Mm. T- together, um, uh, and some of them had a little bit more of a, a, a coherent overarching arching story, yeah. and others were just kind of like almost like a, a weekly uh, adventure. Yeah, okay. I found this um this thing, Jeff Lemire. Was it only was it only one volume? Looks like it was only one volume. War of the Monsters. I think it only got one volume, certainly. Yeah, I'll I'll check that out. We'll do that on a on a future show. It's I... actually really enjoyable. That, that that was the worst thing about the um New Fifty Two or the one of the negatives is that there was some really good smaller shit like this that yeah. got a chance. Yeah. That Unfortunately, they just they didn't continue. Or, well, that was the sad maybe part. Maybe didn't have the sales behind it. Well, when it's yeah, that's the sad part. When when New Fifty Two started, I remember that people actually gave a shit about like all the experimental stuff, not experimental, but like side stuff they were doing, and it was like really you felt like wow, they're really opening up. They've got people paying attention to some of the fringe books, you know, and. Mm. Yeah, sadly, a lot of them didn't. Like, like I'll happily. But sometimes, it, but sometimes it was also the people that put on. Like, I was really excited that they were going to do um, Hawk and Dove again. Yeah. The problem is, they put uh, Rob Liefeld on it. Yeah, yeah, and he's not going to do that much. And, and, and I'm sorry, his art has become horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's probably got a little bit better now that he, he he seems to care a little bit. Yeah. But at this point with New Fifty Two, his art was horrendous, and they had him working on so many books at one point. He was on Hawkman. He was on uh, Deathstroke. He was on this, and I was like, "Oh my!" Was he God. on Hawkman? Like, he yeah. He took over at one point, I think. Wow. God. Well, that's a that's a real bad drop. So, no, from- that's why when you sent me that picture, going, "Oh, what Hawkman is this?" I said, "That's the New Fifty Two Hawkman. Do not read." That's right. <laughs> you did tell me that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um. Yes, I'm almost. Fi- uh, Finished the John Ostrander run of Hawkman, by the way. Love it. It's great. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to this. Uh, can I say this? It's typical Grant Morrison sort of high-concept writing, and he usually nails it, and he does nail it here. You know what I mean? Like, usually, usually Grant Morrison gets it right, 
and I think he had this perfect tone for this. I almost felt like this could go more chapters. And actually, it, it reminded me how much I enjoy Seven Soldiers because I read the two hard covers, and it was much easier to read them, you know, when they were collected than when they were coming out because there was just so many books. Mm. Um, and I remember really thinking it's among... I'd give Seven Soldiers of Victory like 8.5 out of 10 overall. I, I have forgotten these for comics, it was almost like the first time reading them. I'd give this a 9 out of 10. I, I also love Doug, Doug Mankey's art. I've always liked Doug Mankey's art, always. And it was a pleasure to, um, you know, read see his art again. Like, I, I really like him as an artist, Rich. What do you think? Oh, don't, oh no, fantastic. I, I've thoroughly loved it when he had his run on uh, uh, Jeff John's Green Lantern. Mm. He's done fantastic Justice League. I believe he was the artist when they did the um, uh, uh, Obsidian Age, I think. Yes, that's it. Thank you. The Obsidian Age with uh, them gaining time and that's they had awesome. a new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love this art. Don't make it fantastic, beautiful. Yeah, you're really, really great artist. Um, and I, can I just say, like, if you're a young comic book writer now, Morrison is very verbose with with his Frankenstein, the way he talks. But it fits the Frankenstein character, that purple prose, the the really kind of like wordy monologues. Uh, c- combined with the art, I to me this was this was a real winner, you know. And I remember Seven Soldiers when I read it all together. It is a very very strong offering, and this is excellent stuff. The, you know, my God, Rich. It's also very Morrison. <laughs> oh, no, and Seven Soldiers was. Seven Soldiers was Morrison almost at his max allowed inside the DC Universe, right on the fringes, but really, really out there. It was really out there. Um, this was probably Morrison at his peak of popularity. You know, he was really popular. Mm-hmm. He was just coming off Justice League. He was really popular at this period in time in comic book stores and and i think popular enough to make this series a hit with characters that were super fringe you know but mm-hmm. he did it really well and credit to him because he pulled it off and and his artists as well he he had different art teams and all the different books and honestly if you're a morrison fan you owe it to yourself to check out the seven soldiers which were available in two hard covers i know i own them which cover the whole thing including this. Um, and also, you can read this, uh, really, solo. I, I mean, I've forgotten more than I have ever known about Seven Soldiers, you know. But I picked this up and read it, and it still read very well. Would you agree, Rich? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, this is where I fell in love with the, the DC version uh, of, well, again, not the version of Frankenstein, because it's never, I hate it like this. I do wish that we could just call it Frankenstein. I hate it when people go, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Frankenstein's monster. I can yeah, yeah. fuck off, man. Just like, it's totally just so much easier to say Frankenstein. Like, I totally agree, Rich. Um, and, and I like that Morrison was like, no, no, we're going to call him Frankenstein. Like, yeah, me too. You know, we, we, we're going to go with it and have fun with it, you know. Uh, and, and they even make reference. He goes, you took your father's name. And he's like, you know, I am his greatest achievement and the, yeah. his killer and all that sort of thing. I was like, yeah, of course he would take the name. Like, I mean, totally, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh, pe- people who like to correct that are generally the killjoys at parties, man. You know? Yeah. It's like, man, come on, man. Yeah, exactly. I have fun. <laughs> no, I, yeah, can I have some pleasure in my life? 
Um, but I love this DC, DC's, this Frankenstein DC. I, I fucking love it. He's one of my favorite characters in DC. Like, because uh, you've probably noticed something about me. My favorite characters are, are the lower tier characters. Like, yes, you know, yes, I do like my Green Lantern. I like my Superman. You know, I love my Superman. But a lot of my favorite characters are like your Martian Manhunter, your, mm. your Frankenstein, your um, the, the Suicide Squad stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Hawk and Dove. You know what I mean? I love the lower tier characters. It's probably why I love that Justice League International so much. Mm. Um, just because it's just chock full of the, 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 the those second tier, third tier characters that I just absolutely love. Well, you can do so much with them um, as a writer. And um, there's just so much freedom uh, when you get to those guys. Like, no one... I mean, did he create this Frankenstein? I don't know. But, like, whatever... It's. They even reference it when they say, "Can you believe we're the only super team available on this for this mission?" Like they're so fringe, and they point to it at this thing. They where they say they've got no budget, but but like at the end of the day, and I say this again and again, what matters is the story you are telling, and what matters is the stakes can be huge, but and you have so much freedom with these kind of characters because. They're either created just for this book or they're barely a character. You know what I mean? Like, so you can do so much with them. And you are right, Just League International, a a more high-prominent example, you know, but the same example. Most of the characters in Just League International are fringe, most, you know? And and, uh, Demetrius and uh, Giffen, etc., they made compelling stories and within the pages of those comics the readers start to care once you make a character interesting and give them really great storylines readers of the comic care they don't it's they don't go oh it's fire and ice they're nothing so i don't care what happens if you're telling a good story you do get invested you know mm-hmm. this is basic storytelling every character at some point you know was read for the first time by by an audience, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like yeah, you if you believe your character is important and make it important in the storyline, the chances are that readers will respond in general. So yeah, and the freedom you have in it, like th- this is wild. Now explain to me this. I've got a plot question for you. In issue four, does he actually go a billion years into the future? Because I was confused. It said a billion years from now, and it just cut to him a billion years in the future. Like, what happened? There was this. Who is this? In the fourth issue of Frankenstein, he sees the spaceships, and then he says a billion years later, and he's on the spaceship. And I was like, why? Why? Why was this? It almost felt like there were pages missing. Oh, so I think the yeah. So I, if I remember correctly, I believe that this whole storyline is it's. It's all over time, right? Um, so the thing that they are de- de- defeating—it's like they are all fighting at different points in time, right? And so some of them are displaced, some of them are not, and some of them again. Frankenstein can't die, yeah. And so, so his story is jumping around because he's kind of eternal, uh-huh. whereas some of the other characters that are a little bit more set in a particular time, uh, or, or or whatever. But this whole storyline, if I remember correctly, is is happening over different points in time. And Frankenstein actually oh. crosses over a bit more because he he's actually living through all that time. 
I see. So he didn't actually... I believe that's my understanding of it. I mean, sometimes it's hard to know what Grant Morrison is thinking when he does shit. So, so. You, you don't think he skipped forward in time? It was more like... No, the I think he's been around that long, yeah. I see. Okay, that makes sense. I also enjoyed when they said you're a Grundy from Sla- Sla- Slaughter Swamp. Um, oh, yeah. yeah yep. Because that was, that was interesting. Yeah, uh, look, 9 out of 10, really good artwork, a wordy but accessible Morrison story. It is wordy. Um, but it has that high energy and that sort of pseudo-intellectualism, which I associate with him. Um, good high-concept writer, uh, possibly great high-concept writer at times. Um, this is a strong Morrison work. Uh, if you want to get outside his main, main, main stuff, and I think you should if you're a Grant Morrison fan, um, check check out Seven Soldiers and get start. You know what? This is a good entry one. This is to t- test your palate with this because if you like this, you will like a lot of the other Seven Soldiers storylines. Um, this was quite accessible. I'm giving it a, a, a nine out of ten. What are you giving it, Rich? Couldn't agree more. Cool. So it's a nine. All right. Yep. Well, uh, we come to the end of another show. Dave's tired. Um, I've well, it should be. This is this is a this is quite a we 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 had a meeting one this week. Well, we said we didn't have much news, which which gave me the opportunity to just really delve into my um you know um my personal news and uh, really go to town on the on the news and you know let's not forget my rock and roll stuff probably took up half an hour. <laughs> the history of rock, <laughs> the history of rock and roll, according to Dave, um, where I just start naming artists. <laughs> All right. Why not, eh? Why yeah, not? Why, why not, man? Um, yeah, look, uh, join us on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash Signal Doom to join the Patreon and support the show. Uh, we're on Facebook, Signal Doom, on Twitter, Signal Doom. Um, you're spotting a pattern, guys. That's right, Signal Doom. Um, next, <laughs> so I've got a few appearances coming up. So this week I'm doing another appearance on Capes and Lunatics with Phil and Ray for the Scarlet Spider thing. Um, I'm also doing appearance on GI Joe uh, headcast uh, next early next week with Aaron and the boys, whoever he's uh, roped in. Um, so we're doing a bit of moonlighting, and next week we've got the big Chuck Dixon interview, which we're looking forward to. Um, and outside of that, I just want to remind everyone: keep on killing, you know, keep on killing, guys. You know, don't stop. Frankenstein or, didn't stop. Or keep on loving. Keep on loving, loving. Let's get get me some loving. Um, Frankenstein didn't stop killing. Very little loving from him. Um, oh, he loved he loved his wife, Bride of Frankenstein. She sort of doesn't seem to reciprocate much at all. No, uh, she 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 does not like him. Actually, she was really frosty. I would say she was frostier in this story than she was even in the Tomasi one, where she was pretty frosty as well. Oh, um, she's even frosty in the Shade one. Like, yeah, she just they are. Ooh. Those two are fire and ice, man. They sure are. Um, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience? Where can they reach you if they wish to reach you? Um, oh, uh, yes. Uh, if you if you ever want to shoot me a message or whatever, uh, I'm on uh, Instagram, mm. uh, Farfetch Comics, ending with an X. Um, cool. Been having chatting with all Mitch and uh, Ronald and all that sort of stuff, so it's been a lot of fun. It's excellent. Great guys, great supporters of the signal. Um, you know they probably prefer talking to you. I could imagine. Uh, although Ronald, <laughs> Ronald does spare. Actually, no. In fairness, they've sent me a lot of stuff. Mitch, actually, sorry, Mitch. Mitch supplied some news this week, and I forgot to credit him. But 
just know that Mitch is one of these guys who does help the show out a lot. Um, it's always a pleasure to chat to him. Um, I was about to say he could be a lesson to some of the rest of you, but I wouldn't. No, no, he, he's just a nice guy. Um, and he's got a birthday coming up, Rich, uh, soon. Yes. So, yes, we'll have which, to get... Uh, which we have actually got an invite to. I know, and I would have gone. I'm in Singapore for work um, literally that week. Um, coming back the next day, just bad timing. But find out from Mitch what he wants for his birthday and I'll get him something, okay? Would it be, I mean... Well, I don't have to find out. There you go, Mitch. You've heard the question. You've heard the question, yeah. Hit him up. Hit me up, that's right. There are Make spend- your demands. There are spending limits, guys. Like, you know, I don't want to hear it. I want a fucking car. <laughs> say, you might want to You might want to uh, stipulate that. I want a fucking <laughs> car. I want a Action Comics 1... You know, you <laughs> don't, can, hey, listen, don't we all? Yeah, you want a lot of things, Mitch, but like, let's keep it realistic. Um, I'm just kidding. Now, yeah, I think on that note, Rich, we can say farewell and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We just killed it, man. Always do, buddy. 